Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the No More Wasted Days podcast. Uh, this is part two of the International Men's Day. Um, uh, as always, I am your host, Liam, and I am joined once again by the one and only Devin Rye. Hi, I'm and a man. Coming back for his second time around is Mr. Mr. Banks, Mr. James Banks. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me, Liam. Oh, I'm glad you can be here. Wait, can I get a redo? Why do you? <laughs> His is so professional. Mine was like, yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm here to talk about men things. Well, I haven't decided if I'm a man yet. That's I mean, kind of you a got... spoiler, actually. Are Devin. you a boy? Maybe we should start over. Are we, are, 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 we, are we referring to you as, as they? As we? Are we referring she... to you as a we, the royal we? You can refer to me as... King? It? Hey, everybody. My name is James. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. <laughs> that entire sentence yeah okay what you got a problem with that Devin? <laughs> get your shit together nah. yeah i'm a man i respect you that's a good point yeah so we men have to respect men that's not true at all i can disrespect all there's some men out there that don't deserve my respect such as hitler yes i shouldn't have thought about that for so long <laughs> <laughs> there okay, was a staggering pause <laughs> We uh, just spent over an hour trying to troubleshoot this goddamn, this goddamn podcast. Yes, we're getting, but we got three mics going. We got three mics going, and I think I think we're good. I think we're good. I apologize if I'm too loud. I think you're okay. I'm looking looking at looking at the levels. Uh, levels, the levels here. Yeah. So, uh, I had. <laughs> I, I'm going to try not to belge directly in the mic like I used to. I've been going back and listening to my old podcast. I'm just like, blah, right into the microphone all the time. Uh, not <laughs> a good audience in some ways, technique. In some ways, it's funny, but in some ways, like, yeah, I can see how that would irritate some people. Can we get every three seconds, three well, minutes? Yeah. When I'm drinking, it gets, you know, I get drunk and suddenly I don't care. And sometimes I'm just like, bah, and I forget that there's a mic right there. So, um, Yeah, but isn't that a mark of being a man? It is Belching. just letting out your gases freely, free gassing. I'm not gonna lie, I have I had to fart for a while, but I held it in. You know why? Out of respect for you two. Dude, you had an hour and a half to get up and step outside and rep one, and now we're sitting. I did there when court. I went to the washroom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, no, I promise. So I'll the, the, the the fart is gone now. You, you yeah. went to the washroom and instead of just stepping outside. I had oh, to pee too. Oh, well, yeah. it's not gone. Law of thermodynamics. It's, it's still, still around somewhere. somewhere you, know? <laughs> you know, you cannot create or destroy matter, so. There's Can't a Devin do. fart floating around. Every fart you've ever taken is floating around somewhere. Maybe That's it's, good. Maybe it's maybe it's sucked into a tree and it's part of an old growth forest. You almost now. belched. <laughs> <laughs> Me? No, Liam. Okay. You're not a. I'm the belcher. Yeah. Here. I've had a few this evening. James, you've had a few. You've had one. No like, belches. Oh, okay. Someone's had a few. <laughs> this is my third one tonight. Well, you got, we know you what had one. I don't know what you're talking about. You're from someone. Uh, yeah, this is my third one, but also all I've had to eat today is a sandwich and a tiny chocolate bar and some crackers. Oh, and I did have the crack. I should be okay. I should be. I'm not driving anywhere today. So this is true. It's in my house. So I was talking with Deontay about what it means to us to be a man but what does it mean to be a man to you guys 
James, you want to start it off? <laughs> <laughs> Just going to throw this giant question right on top of you. No time to think yeah, about it. You know, I think I don't really think about being a man. You know, I feel like it's not really a topic that's that it has its attention drawn to it very much. So you don't think you it know. should be? Hold on. No, I don't think it does. You know, it's not. I agree. I think about being a man all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you take a piss. Fuck yeah, I get to stand up. That's what it means to be a man. <laughs> stand up while you pee. Just that's the thing. Anybody... Being in a forest is great. You feel like a man. Man, that's the best way. Yeah, that's the best place. The to thing pee. is, you're, where you're peeing. Like, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like, you haven't talked about your <laughs> peeing proclivities on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, it, I've talked about some pretty raunchy shit on the podcast, but like, um, peeing is just a natural when, thing. When James and I went and did like our 10 days in the backcountry, like up on the North Island and on Texada with our friends, I don't think I pee. I, aside from when the night we stayed at Ilya's place, I don't think I peed in a toilet once. I think the whole time it was just somewhere in the forest. And then getting back into the city and like suddenly needing to find a place to pee was the, it was very distressing. I had like a little bit of a breakdown. Like I got, I need to find a place to pee where I'm allowed to, in this one tiny spot is a spot that I'm allowed to pee. And it's a place that thousands of other people have peed before. Yeah. And it's a little hole. And like maybe in my own house, it's not thousands. No, you can't paint a picture. Like (laughs) you can't just spray your, spray your sauce all over the place. But it's not just a hole though. If it was like a soily hole, that would be nice. But it's like a, Splashback, yeah, fresh water hole. Yeah, it's like yeah. here's here's two liters of fresh drinking water for you to pee and shit in. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie. Some people shits need that fresh water. No, you bury it. You know what's better than hiding smell in water? It's putting it under soil. Have you ever shit in the woods? Does the Devon shit in the woods? <laughs> Once. <laughs> How was it? Okay, you need to. There's a little bit of wood shitting technique that you need to learn. So if you weren't taught it properly, no, I just okay. shat because I had to shit. How was it? I had Unpleasant? to wipe the poop off my ass somehow, and we didn't have toilet paper, so it was pretty sad. What did you use? A leaf. Just one? Well, no, a few, but like... <laughs> it was a big leaf. There's big leaves out there. You can pull them over. You get a couple wipes from one, like those big maple leaves. Sometimes one leaf is all you need. Yeah, sometimes. Dude, like, these are the best poops. Well, that, that's the thing about shooting the woods is you're popping a squat, and that mm-hmm. pop, you're just the perfect... That, but that if you, that's only if you vertical. have logs. No, no. <laughs> no, man. James is laughing, and he's like, buddy, I shit in the woods so many times. You well, know. I mean, I've, I've shit in different kinds of positions. I've <laughs> shit all over the world, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. But okay, but imagine if 7 billion people... We're daily shitting in random spots in the woods. It wouldn't be. It's not sustainable. This so. is true. That's why you shit in the ocean. It's a luxury to shit in the woods, actually. It's true. Check our privileges here. <laughs> well, me and me and Liam. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm good. He's not that my, privileged. My people have been oppressed at some point. But your 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 people, you people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your people are all about shitting in holes. Yeah, that is we love shit in India, holes. right? Yeah, like, there's no toilets; it's just holes. No, no, there's so many toilets. I mean, there's there are toilets. It's like not not toilets don't exist in India. <laughs> That's not what I'm. But like, anuses <laughs> don't exist actually in some parts of the world. It's, Indians are 100 percent efficient at digesting their food. Every... <laughs> Do you know 100? <laughs> percent They've evolved out of the butthole. <laughs> How do you think we're so good at math? I, I'm not. I'm not sure what the connection is there. <laughs> If you don't have to shit, you have more time to do math. That's those are the two things you do in life. Poop shit and math. math. Yeah. 
That's how you get far. But I feel like shitting teaches you a little bit about math. You know? Because this is a number two. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> it is a number two. And a number one. Usually. Sometimes. Sometimes a number three. Yeah. Math, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you add them all up and you get to like seven. That's nah. the level. Well, I guess this is what it means to be a man. <laughs> a Shooting two Z and a one Z and a three. That's six, I guess. That's not seven. I don't know how you get. What's the seven? I don't know. You See, I, I don't. I spend too much time shitting. Not enough time in math. Not enough time in math. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. It's okay. <laughs> My people had centuries to perfect it. <laughs> you guys are too busy building boats and colonizing places. my people were like, "We're good here." No, that was Let's my just... people. British people are like, "That's both of you guys." Uh, he's not British. I'm well, actually, half British. He's a half. Well, and half Greek, and Greeks actually are famous for their sailing. Yeah, they're all about that too. Not really yeah. colonized. Well, in the ancient times. Maybe. Okay, you guys made the boats. They <laughs> sailed. <with> the boats. <laughs> the British had the biggest navy of all time. Actually, a lot of uh, yeah, it started with the Greeks. <laughs> They're like, we need to deal with these Greeks. Indians colonized a lot, especially in Southeast Asia. Yeah, it's called India now. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Do I make the joke? That's the question. Do I make the joke? <laughs> sure, you don't want another beer? See, it's not called Britain everywhere, it's called Canada. That's because we separated. Yeah. We still have the Queen, though. Yeah, which I think is the dumbest thing in the world. Well, I mean, if the queen ever tried to exert her power, I think there'd be a... No, but, like, I'm talking about just money-wise. It's not a lot of money. So who would you put on the back instead of the queen? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Because International Men's Day. But the queen is only on one bill. But they're on the coins. But but who who uses coins? I bet... I like coins. I bet at least a quarter of people living in Canada have never used a coin. No... You know what? With the population, well, the population growth rates a in Canadian Canada aren't huge. Yeah, Canadian population growth rates in Canada aren't huge, right? It's mostly immigration. That's that's what I mean, though. Like, I feel like a lot of people that immigrate. Like, I, I, well, I hardly ever use coins anymore. Yeah, but you still know what a coin is, and you definitely use a coin when you're a kid. How else do you get pop, chips, candy? Your mom's not just gonna yeah, give you a visa. Yeah, but kids now they use Apple Pay and, and and whatnot. You know? Do they though? Do they don't have yeah, credit cards? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what Apple Pay is actually. But I bet you could. I, I bet you could. <laughs> Dude, put money on your phone. I bet as a parent, you could put money on your kid's Apple Pay account. That would be a good app. What a fucking weird, what a weird world. I I posted this on, I don't know if it was on Twitter or Facebook a little while ago, but there's an app that you can use to like, control, like smart fountains at fast food restaurants, where you press a button <laughs> and then the fountain in front of you dispenses pop. And it's like, I don't trust that. I don't. I'm, I mean, I. I mean, they're not good. It's like, oh no, I ordered Pepsi and they gave me root beer. Like that happens anyway when you press the button <laughs> or when they do give it to you. It's. Uh, it's just I don't. I don't like. I don't. First of all, I don't think we need that. I don't trust it. Just now fucking, you know where I am. It's not like to, to dispense those. <laughs> <pop. laughs> That's where you draw the line. That's where I draw the line. Not every line. Dispensing pop through my phone. That's the end. <laughs> I can't do it. No, it's okay if I press the button. They don't know it's me. I'm just some hand. They, 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 they know who you are right down to what kind of pops you like now. Yeah. 
Yeah, they can know like, and I all gave of it your financial them. information, all of your personal information, and all I your gave documents, it all of But the fact that you like 7-Up, oh. <laughs> That's it. That's... Send them to the gulag. Yeah. You never know what kind of dictator pops up. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Pops up. <laughs> oh. This motherfucker's 24 and still drinking Mountain Dew. He just wants to die. Let's kill him right now. <laughs> Heart attack takes like 20 years. I can do it in two seconds. Heart attack from drinking. Yeah, I, I don't. You know what? Mountain Dew in America has caffeine in it. It doesn't here. Okay, Mountain Dew in, in America actually tastes pretty good. Does it? Yeah. I quite like it. I had it a little like a year and a half ago. I was like, I haven't had Mountain Dew in years, and I have it. I'm like, yeah, this is why I haven't had Mountain Dew in years. <laughs> is it actually that bad? Maybe I'm remembering it. It was when I was a kid, so I mean, it everyone's like, taste. Everything's better. When I mean, it wasn't. Kid. No, everyone's taste is exactly the same. If people don't like the same things that I do, then they are wrong. That's what it means to be a man. But yeah. if they're wrong, that means they're different. Unless you're saying you're also wrong. No, if they don't like the same things that I like. But they're still different then. Then they're wrong. But they're still different. They're no longer men. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. They're yeah. eunuchs. Yeah. Men only like the things that I like. Beer, boobs, and vaginas. And Bulgaria. Oh, I... <laughs> Bulgaria? The beer boob? That's what it, beer boobs in Bulgaria. I'm gonna get that and like you know those you know those wall stickers? It's like the black love. <laughs> beer boobs. picture of Leo beer boobs <laughs> yeah. in Bulgaria. Like instead of the O's and boobs, it just has pictures of Leo's. It should. It should. James and Devin have decided that I need to have pictures of myself all over my basement suite. Everywhere. Yeah. Well you already have a few. Does he? Yeah, there's one in his uh, in his room where it says his full name, embroidered <laughs> around on wood, with arms around himself. It is it is a little weird to have my full name in very fancy wood, but someone gave it to me, so I don't know what like what. No, it's what, a knight. It's a beautiful it's a, piece, yeah, it's and it's even better with your twelve year old face on it. Yeah, I don't know if I have pictures. He loves of me kids. <laughs> He's a kid lover. I love kids. <laughs> I should just <laughs> no. That's a little fucked up. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. I've, I've, I've started a lot of places on this podcast, man. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, have I told you about the podcast that I never released? That I was just like, mm, this is too much. No, we should probably talk about it now. Oh yeah, I'm gonna tell you every single little detail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good, but so bad. Uh, it was. It was the only other three-person podcast I've done. This is your second three-person podcast. It's my second three-person podcast. And it took Doesn't over it a fucking special? hour to figure it out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It took like two. You know why it took so long to figure it out? It's because there's not enough men in the audio engineering world, you know? There needs to be programs to teach men how to use these programs. So to encourage men. To get into this field. It's too many women. Well, there's just not enough men. <laughs> there can always be more yeah I like that thinking James yeah imagine that imagine having that program you know every single classroom in this country dedicated to men dedicated to audio engineering what? wait here's an idea what if we start having male and female only classrooms that would ideally 
direct the learning necessary for each truly distinct gender. There's only two. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I said each. So every 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 school has like eighty classrooms and every over here. Oh my gosh! Then you'd finally have a teacher for every thirty students or whatever. The number <laughs> is. Well, there's a classroom for each gender, but there isn't necessarily a teacher oh, for each gender. Oh, you're right. Yeah, some yeah, of them are less you important. Go in the classroom. Someone will get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought. Well, we it depends on the teacher's gender, though. Oh yeah. Do you, you don't want to mix. Yeah. Do you remember in elementary school when people were like, "Yeah, if the teacher doesn't show up for fifteen minutes, you're allowed to leave. It's whatever." I'm like, well. <laughs> I like that they thought of that. It gives right. you hope. I mean, it's more of a high school thing, I guess. But it gives you but, hope. It's like, oh, there's a way to escape this hellhole? <laughs> there were definitely times where the teacher didn't show up for like five or ten minutes or something, and a few people just got up and left. They're like, fuck this. Oh, my God. So once I was in a grade... I was in grade 11 in a grade 12 class, and uh, it was senior skip day. Yeah. No one told me this. So I still showed up, and the teacher looked at me like, why are you here? Was How, it after senior camping? I don't know. Probably. No one tells me things. I'm the grade 11. Wait, so if you were in grade 11 and it was a grade 12 class, is the grade 12, is that the gender? Is that the gender? Yeah. You know, the yeah. grade 12 gender. Grade 12. Yeah. I, I okay, identify as the grade 12. Yeah. Forever <laughs> and for always. Yeah. You can't change. That's, that's old enough to still engage in sexual acts. Sometimes. And then I can engage with sexual acts with 12 people in grade 12. It's not weird. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, some people in grade 12 are 18, 19. Yeah. 24. Dude, yeah. do you know? Yeah. Grade 12 is not mm -hmm. an age. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be an age, really. It should be a, a grade, you know. <laughs> but I thought grades were A, Bs, and Cs. I included the C's for you guys. You can also judge people that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> men A? No, I'm not. Whoa, hold I'm on. Just, I'm just asking <laughs> questions here. I'm going to reel that one back. <laughs> I'm just out here asking questions. I'm not saying anything. Got a reporter at the table here. Yeah. Just asking questions. I'm trying to find out the real, the real answer. I don't identify as a phone person. No, 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 no. I just feel like I could picture you not having a phone at all. Oh, he didn't have a phone for a long time. I knew it. <laughs> I could see it. Like, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, James didn't have a phone for... Well, he had a, a, a cell phone. He just didn't have a smartphone. But then how did you reach him? I mean, he I mean he's got a regular phone. Okay. I also have, I've also spent long periods without a cell phone. Although now I have... I mean, you'd have to with the lifestyle that you used to live. Yeah, but I also have never, on the streets. except for when I was in India, I've never had data on my phone, too. Oh, yeah, you've so that's never like had data. data. Not having data is becoming to be like not having a phone. Like, it's starting to just be like you need data. To do you tell data. people you don't have data, and they're like, what? Yeah, well, you have to tell people because they'll be like, oh, yeah, let's meet here or whatever. And then I'm have to be like, well, I don't have data. So if you, don't, if you send me WhatsApp message or whatever, like, I'm not going to get it. And it's like, oh. Dude, I hate Yeah, just fucking text. I don't know why people yeah. hate texting so much. <laughs> Dude, like I, better ways to I've do got it. four or five different messaging apps on my phone, and it's bullshit. Just text me. This is what we've been doing all along. If you want to send me a picture, then we'll talk about. But like, <laughs> we, we got we got Facebook, we got Instagram, we got Weed. WhatsApp, we got we got what is it? Uh, Signal. We got Telegraph. Telegraph. WeChat. 
We got no. Here's we chat. Yeah, dude, it's one of the biggest. Yeah, I know, but not here. It's one of the biggest ones here. We talk. Okay, about? it's because of Asian people. Is, is WeChat the Korean one or no? No, it's the Chinese one. The Chinese one. Yeah. Yeah. It is WeChat Pay. It's pretty cool, actually. It's actually really cool. What's cool about it, besides the fact that it can send texts and emojis? You know, you can pay for it. It counts oh. as an ID thing in you China. You can order food off yeah. of it. You can order taxis. Right. Okay, so it's, it's actually... more like a browser. Mm. No, no, but it kind of has. It's like a mixture of all of Yeah. It's a mixture of like most of our apps in one. Let's just say they well, looked at everything and they're like, oh, we can do this better. And then just made it one thing. Are we recording? We are, yeah. Oh. I just started in the middle of a conversation because I figured at some point... We'd Welcome have... back, guys, to the Liam Podcast. <laughs> We're here in his dining area. We're going to blow out, blow out your motherfucking ears. That's a volume warning. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to break... A bit late, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to break the secret and tell people we paused for a second and went for a walk to... You already said we paused. No, that's after I paused it, though. Now I'm telling them. You broke our trust. Yeah, it's going to like pop in in the middle of a conversation. People are going to be like, what? But I took down the timestamp. I know, I saw that. That's how I knew you were recording. And look at how important it was. It was <laughs> in the bottom corner. It's just in the bottom right corner. It's yeah. one of those notes that you just tiny little notes in them because that's the amount of brain space it takes up. Yeah, not a lot. Not but important. you feel like it should be the opposite. Like if something's like really taking up a lot of brain space, it doesn't need to take up a lot of paper space. But if something's only taking up a little bit of brain space, it should really take up more paper space because you're going to forget about it for sure. I like to put more important things smaller oftentimes because it's more important information, so I want it to be more secret. (laughs) Do you write it backwards in a mirror? Yeah, I don't want people to be able to read it it up and read something very important. Like like lentils? Well, no, but that's not that important (laughs) in big form. I don't care if someone comes in and wants to soak my lentils for me. But if someone someone wants to know about your kiwis. Wait, wait, wait. You get unsoaked lentils? You get non-canned lentils? Why? I've never once bought canned lentils. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think I bought canned lentils. What would you do with canned lentils? Well, you just don't soak them. Yeah. The same thing as canned beans, I guess. You just rinse them in a... Yeah, and you just go. But well, why? I guess not. Okay, I guess I get that. Because chickpeas, I mean, I buy both canned and un- uncanned. Okay, okay, I've never cool. bought uncanned chickpeas. I've always really? bought canned chickpeas. Oh. I don't want to deal with soaking Also, them. I just realized what lentils was. I meant chickpeas. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Lentils don't come in cans. Yeah, they do. They do? They absolutely do. I've seen them before. I'm like, this is makes me uncomfortable. Okay, yeah. Asian grocery stores don't sell that. That's the thing. It's making me wonder, should I buy canned lentils? I'm kind of curious. No. Like, is that going to save me the soaking time? Probably. It's pre-soaked. Yeah. If I can just crack these open, rinse them out of a strainer the same way you do do with beans, then why? Okay, what's the price difference? The canned ones are definitely more expensive. But, like, by how much? If it's 10 cents, it's worth it. No, no, they're way more expensive. Okay, then it's not worth it. Because you're paying for the can with a canned lentil. Think of all that weight. That liquid one. Yeah. Yeah, all that and the shipping and everything. Yeah, okay. Like you, can get, you can get a kilogram of lentils for like a few bucks. Yeah, I know. It's actually dried really lentils, cheap. Dried lentils, but a, a, a can of lentils was like... Oh, dude. It's probably like 88 cents to a buck twenty nine somewhere in that range. Dude, I feel like making some tomato sauce but with for, like lentil sauce. For for me, for me, for me now, yeah, I like some tomato you strain out the, the lentil sauce from a can. Yeah. For me now, I'm thinking about lentil it. I'm one sauce. person. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called now. Lentil juice. <laughs> I usually drink that part. Wow, what a health nut! Yeah, get all those legume juices right down. I, as, as one man, I feel like. Call it. 
as as one man i feel like there's like i feel like there's value in just buying a can of lentils for myself just making i don't have to go through the effort of soaking them but you could use a little effort Wow! Look at you! Wow! Fuck! Shots fired! Holy shit! I guess I'll just leave you guys to do the rest of this podcast by yourself then. Yeah, well, you go and think about what you've not. Yeah, I'm gonna go get naked and sit in the bathtub. (laughs) I don't deserve clothes, you monster! No, I can't keep going with what you just said because it makes me think of the podcast that was not meant to be released. And if you go down that train... Get naked and go in the bathtub? We're not talking about it. I never <laughs> heard this, though. You showed oh, me... Oh, no, that. you're thinking about the KD one. That was released. Yeah, even I've, even I've heard that Yeah, one. I showed him that one. Okay. The okay. one with the Iowa fed <laughs> corn-fed <laughs> Iowa lesbians. Okay, okay, okay. Just make sure. Just make sure. But no, I think, like, like, putting lentils to soak, how much effort is that? Oh, but you need to be, like, thinking about it. I need to be thinking about it at, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Okay, I see. I soak my lentils for at least a day. Well, there you go. That's even like. Does that make them better? I, the longer you soak them, the more like earthy they get. I've soaked them for multiple days, and if you have them like really. You ever had them sprout? Yeah, I've had them sprout too, and then they're super earthy. And I haven't done that in a while though. But you to have them do that, you have to have them kind of like tight and like not like totally submerged. Almost mm. you kind of have some like so that they really soak up the water, and then they're just kind of like moist, and then and then you eat it, and it's like eating. Nice dirt. Do you cook them? <laughs> yeah, then you cook them. Okay. okay. Nice dirt. That's uh, that's that's it's good though. It's it's a like, lot it of tastes pe- like you're eating delicious earth. It's really good for you apparently eating sprouted grains. Okay, new question. Are you a man if you don't know how to cook? Yeah. Men don't cook, unless you're a cook. What about then, your lentils? <laughs> oh, this is why we're the only time a man should be in the kitchen is when they're a cook. <laughs> I mean, I think you're a man if you're, you know. I think you're a man if you... you just bring it back to the first question, you know? You do your own... I don't know. You do whatever you want to do. Mm, that, no, no. That's no. a little... That's, that's too a little broad. Flippant. That's too broad. Maybe I want to kill, like, a dozen people. But then that, even if you do, that doesn't make you not a man, though. I mean... But it definitely makes me a man with Liam's definition. True. Yeah, but that, but then all everyone would be a man, even exactly. woman. Exactly. <laughs> and some women don't want to be men. Some women want to be women. And some of yeah, them do. Yeah, but that's not true. A lot of not everybody wants to do whatever they want to do. And so, what? And that's not like people have the same mental state all the time. Some people they want to do what they want to do now, but later they just want to be told what to do. Dude, being told what to do is sort of easy. Some some people think. want to abuse you. <laughs> well, Liam. <laughs> Are you saying that to me specifically? James, you. I think we should not be left alone with you. In case <laughs> no, one of us is getting abused. The yeah. door is locked. <laughs> I know jujitsu. <laughs> I know how to run. But people have been doing it for centuries. Even if the door is locked? There's windows. You can run along the wall. <laughs> That's your solution. The door is locked. I'm going to climb out the window. I'm just going to run out the window. Yeah. Okay. Straight up, just bust through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, but better. Skinnier. <laughs> How big do you need to be to bust through a wall? I think bigger than me. It depends on how fast you can get going. God, that would suck. Because you would hit a stud. You'd have to be going sideways. And then you'd have to know where the studs are. But what if we're like, the studs? Wow. Oh. 
Oh, right here. Three studs right mm-hmm. here. Damn. Okay, mm-hmm. I like this. <laughs> so here's here's what it means to be a man. You can't pick up a stud finder and drag it across your chest and go, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do that, you're not a man. <laughs> that sounds like a dad thing to do. <laughs> really? My dad never did that. Because that's weird. I don't okay. really get the question, though, what it means to be a man. I mean, I mean, like, what if we went to the basic, though? What that, like, What is a man and what is not a man? Penis. Oh, that's... Some murky waters right there, boy. Dude, I'm at the basic, basic block. <laughs> okay, There's man, a lot so to be said for, for penis, man. No, that was a child. Oh, never mind. I've been hiding a cat from you, Devin. <laughs> I decided to get a cat even though I'm leaving in five months. Yeah, I know. But you unplotted plants. I'm leaving. Potted plants. I'm going to Mars. Talk to Elon Musk. Not at Mars, but before then. <laughs> As he when he gets there, like recording, here we are, the first man to step on Mars. Oh, wait, what's this? <laughs> Just Liam sitting there with a bowl of M and M's, peanut M and M's. Get on with it. <laughs> I asked for popcorn to go with these M and M's. I can't just eat M&M's throughout a whole show. They just kill you Pop right there. Pop M&M's, is that good? Is that a good combination? Oh, yeah. You mix them in and you get a hat. Well, usually the M&M's just sink to the bottom. But, yeah. Okay. Popcorn M&M's. Yeah, happen, I guess. Very good. I think if you use the regular M&M's, it's not so bad. But the just the the, the, the density of the peanut M&M's just kind of makes them fall. Maybe peanut M&M's are better because they're bigger. I can't remember. I just remember it being a problem and I stopped doing it. <laughs> it used to be, a, I mean, you're still a bit of a sweets man, but you used to really... I'm a sweets man. You used to really be a sweet man, you know? Yeah. God, I used to do awful, nutritionally disrespectful things to my body. I'd like, Sorry about your Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> I drink like two cans of pop a night, cookies, a bag of chips. Two cans of pop? Just stop right there, sir. I was like 18. Oh, yeah. You you got to live a little. Disrespect my body while I can. Yeah. I don't do that anymore because I can't. You're an old man. Well, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> he's old, but he's not a man. Yeah. No. I'm something in between. I'm an alien. He's a woman. I've been here since the Devonian period. An alien man. My parents, when when uh, one of my parents was an alien, one of my parents was a man. You think I'd be accepted by by both? <laughs> We're gonna drift away, Liam. One of my parents was a man. One of my parents was a man. Three beers, man. It's too much. Ah, oh, man. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, man. You know? I thought you were asking what does three beers mean. I'm like, well, there's... Oh, no, it depends on how... Do you want to start talking about the discussions of reality and perceptions? <laughs> what are the chemical effects of three beers? And what are the chemical effects of three men after three beers? The chemical effects of three men after three beers is... I'm a fuck. That's the chemical effect? I don't know. Do they fuck each other? What if they're all locked into one in, like, a basement suite? That's called a bar. A bar. Three men this walk a into bar. a bar. Welcome to the podcast, folks. <laughs> We're here at Liam's bar. Dying. I should get a neon sign 
a custom neon sign that says Liam's the bar and and then I say everybody knows your name once you're here. I'll have pictures of Liam. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really need the neon sign like you have where you have the wood sign. You just you get rid of the cried and you just put ba. <laughs> Flip the B around, cut it off, flip it around. Oh. What are we doing? Uh, How are you, Devin? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. That's wonderful. I'm happy you guys could join me. I'm happy to be here. Why don't we uh, see what the live listeners are saying? Why don't we answer some questions for a little bit of Q and A? Um, so we got one guy here. He says he joined uh, 47 seconds ago. Seconds. Wow. Okay. 47 <laughs> seconds ago. This is what happens when you lean on your jaw while you're talking. You just can't open your mouth. Mm. Uh, he says, you guys suck. Go home. Well, listener, there's two things you can do. One, you can kill yourself. <laughs> two, I could kill you. <laughs> One of those is more preferable, but the other I'm okay with. You can pick. And this one says, uh, wow, that was intense. That Thank was you, a really listener. Quick, uh, quick response. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that. That's such <laughs> kindness. You know what? I hope you have a wonderful night. You know, listener. Do you treasure intensity, Devin? Is that something you seek? Intensity. Yeah, you like seeking intense experiences, intense responses, elicitations of intense physiological reactions. As a non-college educated man, I will say yes. <laughs> Intense. He does experience the t- intense physiological reactions, just in general. Yes. <laughs> Is that a no? I just realized that we. I don't think I've had G- James on the podcast since we did our uh, North Island trip. No, but when we did that podcast, it was like a year ago. It was a year ago, probably about. That was a good one. I did like listening to that. Did you no, just into it? Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> we started talking about like you running for mayor. <laughs> like, no, I'm just not gonna. It's all good. Like I still was... think about stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, when yeah, you can do it. Think... Yeah, you were talking about that, like fucking around with. I was thinking about running politics. for uh, mayor, member of parliament, member of parliament. Go big or go home. You know. Yeah. Might as well make a prime minister. I mean, if we want to get political. Yeah, we might as well do it. <laughs> I, 60% of this podcast is about politics Because that's all people talk about anymore That's all people That's all people ever talked about Care about Well I thought about running in the uh, the Coquitlam Municipal election this fall Next fall I mean 2022 should do Start it. small you know I'll support you I don't vote there but I could be there You're going to be holding my sign I'll be holding a lot more than your sign I'll be holding the whole campaign on his shoulders Yeah, I'll carry the you entire thing manager. home you can, be, you can make the website for him. I got the math too. Yeah. 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 Doesn't poop anymore. <laughs> <Not really. laughs> the problem is people might. You'll be a threat. That's the problem. People will just be like, "Wait, why are we? Why don't we just vote for the Devin then?" You know. They're not really going wrong with that. I'm not saying it could be your entire I'll be pushed campaign. out <laughs> the last second because you're not the face of the campaign. That's all that matters. You have a pretty you're my face. little puppet on my strings. The my non-college educated strings. <laughs> you don't need to be college educated to. I no, think Donald Trump was college educated. Did Donald Trump go? To yeah, college? he did. What did yeah. he go to college for? I don't know. He got what? a minor in anthropology, actually. Did he actually? Yeah. <laughs> I can never that. tell with you, James. No, that's <laughs> true. He got a minor in anthropology. I can't remember what the place was called, like the college or university. 
I need to know this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, here you go. Google, Google, Google time. If you tell that to other anthropology students, they just don't want to accept it. They're like, no, you I'm can't study anthropology and be Donald Trump. It's not possible. No, just look, Google his college degrees. Oh, are you asking it. Donald Trump in the chat <laughs> yeah, if he started anthropology? Yeah, he's watching. Uh, he's watching. Occupation, oh, a camera politic, politician, businessman, television presenter. Okay, they need to add some commas there. <laughs> That's not Mario. one position. What degree does? What degree does Donald Jump Jr. <laughs> Donald Jump Jr. <laughs> Shut up! Don't judge me. He has won a bachelor's degree in economics from the University of Pennsylvania. And a minor in anthropology. Come on, people. You're fucking with us. No. Just I think he's at. telling the truth. I thought you were. No, no, no. I type in minor. A, I thought you were a Google Foo master, Liam. <laughs> this is great podcast material right here. No, I can't. I think you're lying to us. James. Since I don't want you to be bullied by Liam, I'm talking with you. And I'm just gonna come on, quiz him. me, quiz me about uh, quiz me about any anything and anything about okay. Donald Trump. Oh, and his minor in anthropology. Yeah, specifically about his minor okay. in anthropology. Okay, okay. Here's here's a question. Here's a question. You ready? Serious one. Did Wait. Donald Trump get a minor in anthropology? Yes, he did. Well, shit. I can't break him. <laughs> I don't think you have the lights for it. You know. He knows the, the lights. Yeah, you know how they have the strobe light that goes in your face? I mean, there's this one. These ones, these lights are pretty bright. bright. Are you going to switch them out? You're only here. I can't afford to switch them out. These are like little flat panel LEDs. You can't afford it, man. He's not They're like, Those are $50 each. Each one of those lights is 50 bucks. That's a shame. Yeah, it's a lot. Look at this guy. Quality podcasting material right there. I want you to tell us about... The things that you learned this week, James. This week. Just this week. I thought we were going to talk more about International Men's Day, you know? I clearly... What is, what is Clearly, we've come... We've run into a wall about international... <laughs> clearly, we've run into this wall. About International Men's Day. International Men's... <laughs> international, that's my favorite. <laughs> we've run into a wall about International what's Men's the, Day. What's the point of International Men's Day? Uh, Why is it a thing? It's because we don't want women to overtake us. Because everyone needs to celebrate everything. And God damn it, as a white man, I don't get to celebrate a lot. Of, no, not, not so much I don't get to celebrate a lot anymore. <laughs> it's just white white people don't celebrate as much as any ethnic. Like, I feel like other ethnicities are always partying and having a good time. Partying? Is that wrong? Is that? No, you guys had too many parties. You guys have Christmas. You guys have Easter. You guys have these events. You guys don't have parties. You guys have events that you guys don't really want yeah, to go Okay, through. Devin, how about this? If, if Christmas and Easter are a white person thing, how can people constantly say, oh, these, these, people, these Christians don't know Jesus was actually a brown man? Yeah, this hmm? is true. No, hold on. Hmm? Hold on hold so on. was Jesus no. a white man? Or so Jesus or came back as a white man. It's both. <laughs> 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 have you guys read Lamb by Christopher Moore? I brought no. this up to you. Lamb, no. It's about... Jesus' best friend, Biff, which is factually correct, or so I was told, and I really have been telling everyone this is a factually correct story. No, it's based on a true story of Biff and how him and Jesus 
went to India and went to learn from the Buddha and stuff like that. I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. It's a great story. You guys should read it. Christians, read it. You'll love it. They swear a lot. And you won't like Christians your Jesus. are all about Buddhism. Yeah. And there's one thing that Christians love. Dude, no. It's Buddhism and other Christian sects. I mean, you could actually argue that Christians actually... Copied everything? No, you could argue that Christians had massive influence on the revivalization of Buddhism. Because a lot of Buddhist sacred sites were discovered by people who would have identified as Christian. For example, like in India and parts of Southeast Asia and stuff like that. So Don't try to take credit really? for Indian cultures. I'm not taking credit for it. I'm just saying there were, you know, archaeal... I mean, you could link it through colonization and stuff, but it's still a fact that Christians were interested in, in that kind of history. and It has its... Interesting roots. stories and roots. You know. Okay. Okay. Why? How did we get there? Get here? You talking about Biff? Oh yeah, yeah Biff's great. <laughs> what about Biff? What's what do Biff and Jesus do when they're just hanging out? Um, it tells them about like when Jesus was a kid and actually had to learn to be the Messiah and all that, and how people don't really like that, and then how they went to India and how they went to not China but a Chinese culture and how he learned how to be Jesus and how like the commandments of Buddha and everything that are not Buddha Buddhism and it's just it's hilarious it's a lot of fun it's is it's it, great is it funny or is it just a lot of fun it's a it's so funny it's fucking hilarious so is it actually it's like a comedic book yeah but it's based upon like true facts like the author went to Israel learned like all this stuff and he's just not written in any of the books because he was a shithead and they didn't want to associate Jesus with a shithead (laughs) what did he do what made him a shithead no he just didn't want to be an apostle he he still had a butthole he did he wasn't (laughs) a math genius who didn't want to be an apostle Jesus no no Biff his best friend oh Biff yeah and he started a lot of things and he was not a he sinned a lot. So we're all sinners. Yeah. So that's what Jesus, Jesus didn't, taught us. Jesus didn't die for your sins. He died for Biff's sins. Loki, he might have. I love you, Biff. Yeah. Biff so then, this is this is really uh, making me think about um. Back to the Future. <laughs> you know, it's oh, Biff to make sense now because Biff is also Back to the Future. I think and he was a bad the, guy. Uh, the Christian Moore. It's allegory. Uh, Taylor Moore, I can't remember the author. Brian Moore, part of that whole saga, you know. It's a retelling, I think, of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you seen Back to the Future? Yeah. Seen all three Back to the Futures? No. Have you you read the, the books. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen the first two. But there is actually, like, talking about the Jesus thing, there is, there are people who believe that Jesus went to somewhere in that area, like South Asia or somewhere in that region for a period of time because there is kind of a bit of a gap in the Bible where he like gets older and And this is where it talks about the gap and it's not impossible like people think it's like so crazy but people have been traveling around the world for ages I mean hundreds of years before Jesus the Greeks went that same direction so and there were Greeks still there when Jesus was alive I mean some people today are technically descended from that but so it's I wonder if I am I think about this stuff you could have some yeah yeah. Well, a little bit of Greek in you? Yeah, maybe. You look like you got some Greek in you. Sounds I like, like Greek a, food. 
That settles it. Yeah. <laughs> only, Decided. Only ethnicities like the food of that ethnicity. Exactly. Unless you're white people, then you like everything. What if you couldn't eat food outside of your ethnicity? Like, that became the new thing, where if you well, eat food... Dude, I'm pretty sad. That See, you, like, when you... The thing sad. is, like, I feel like, like, Western, like, North American food is kind of the worst food. Yeah. Am, am I, like, I feel it's just salt and grease. Like, there isn't really much else going on with North American food. Well, how do you define North American food, though? Well, I, mean, I, I guess like I, w- I, guess I wouldn't include food. Mexican, which is still North America. You're just talking about the States. Traditional white, Western white, North America, you know, burgers steak stuff like that i don't know well you can't it's hard to draw boundaries on what's you know that's the whole problem with them but even if you say well i don't think burgers are bad you know i think they're people, not people bad. love burgers why do people around the world love to eat burgers then that's true and uh and a lot of things that we because because as, it's all it's all it's like grease and salt and carbs and it's like firing it's hitting all those parts of the brain that we evolved to be feel like love eating that stuff but like versus like something that just has a lot of flavor which is like i don't know i like flavor oh dude try avocado with some salt and some lime juice that's incredible right there isn't that just how you eat avocado okay (laughs) you know some of us well lemon juice i I usually do I, I don't do. know if I've prepared that for myself. So it's it's it's, a good tip. it's pretty good. Food is kind of one of those things that's similar to just like language, and that like there's like as like food and language, which I guess kind of merge into culture and how like it's like it's kind of a spectrum. Like if you look at two separate places in the world and see like distinct foods, you can kind of follow them and meet in the middle, and you can see how those food the, the food like morphs from one kind to another in the same way language is like that yeah no it's interesting you mentioned that because like in mexico they have tortilla shells right in india we have roti and those are very similar bread type substances or like dough type substances and i find that interesting because we eat it in the same manner is that just but the thing is tortillas are used to wrap food whereas roti is something you just eat on the side right no you pick up other food with the roti you scoop it yeah you don't but you don't wrap it into a tube you can so is the, the i guess with that the question that becomes it. is that just the easiest way to make a piece of bread is yeah just plop some dough into a circle and let it or batter i guess Maybe well there's flat i mean flat bread like but flat bread it like spreads from a massive part of the the world really yeah from like India through the Middle East to parts of Europe and I love all this India talk, guys. <laughs> we oh, feel James, real special. <laughs> James, how much? Were you born here? Yeah. How much time have you spent in India? Because James may have spent more time in India. No, probably. Have. I've spent like when I was a kid, six months, uh, three months, a month, probably like nine months in India, maybe ten. My entire life. I don't know. Probably about the same for me. Yeah, but you yeah. actually did stuff. That was in well, your adult life. Yeah. I mean, maybe I... You are more Indian than Devin is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but no. Okay, hold on. This is important. The food there tastes so much better than the food here. If you get the like same Indian stuff. Food? Yeah. No, no, no. If you get Indian food here, compared to the Indian food in the in India, 
They're not even comparable. Oh, I know. don't even get me started, man. It's. I mean, Indian food also comes with a free gut infection, so like. Have you had? I just I just know a lot I of had, people. Uh, I know a lot of people go to India and come back and like, oh man, some bad shit happened over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's because they just didn't know which places to avoid. It's pretty obvious. But. Well, it's. I mean, the thing is, when you're traveling, it's really yeah. different than if you're like at your at some family's place. You're yeah. probably not gonna have the same. Thing because oh, you know, if you're constantly on the move, it's like, wait, you're like, oh, you have this restaurant next to the train station, or whatever. yeah. But yeah. Most of the, honestly, most of the time, I had I didn't have it, I, I felt totally fine. Actually, I felt really good a lot of the time, but Cause that's also because like, I'm like, yeah, it's the food yeah. is good, but also just because I'm running around and doing stuff, doing stuff, James, and is, very high, stuff James and is a very high energy man, yeah. just like walking around across the country, you know, just <laughs> being a white man. <laughs> In India, yeah. you know, and Nepal. Yeah. Nepal is really cool. But yeah, the food there, oh. It's completely The different. problem here is they're like, oh, fine, Indian cuisine. I'm like, no, fuck no. all that. Just fuck that. You need to tell them about your slop it on idea. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, slop I've it on. This, I've had a restaurant business idea okay, for a while. It's called, it. it's called Slop It On. Okay. Peasants dishes from around the world. I like that. <laughs> I actually think that's a great idea. Like French onion soup. Mm-hmm. Um, ratatouille. <laughs> no, you're gonna. You need to keep going, James. I think he's gonna. Ratatouille's <laughs> a peasant dish. Yeah, just but like really simple things that are like very few ingredients, but it's very and it's very cheap to make, very easy to make yeah. large quantities. So yeah, Pizza. different kinds of soup and things like that, and and beans and whatever. And it's like when you come to order it, it's like there's just one. There's no choice. Like, you choose which one you want, but it's not like, oh, I want a large... There's, like, three options oh, each day. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like, oh, I'll get this with this, and can you add a little bit of that? Like, there's none of that shit. Just if you say that, you just, you have to leave immediately, you know? <laughs> it's so, And you serve them, and it's like, it's like a, it's an easy, yeah. like, five dollars. You bring so your you own can container. You pay with cash, too, without being like, okay, it's gonna be five seventy six, you know? No coins. No coins required. But you can use CADs easier then, so you can actually just be quick, you know? In and out. You know, give a little discount for people coming with their own little bowl too. It's just so fast. It's easy. It's delicious. It's, and it's cheap. Like, you want like, a food like, court? You get like one or two ladles. A food court. You want like, you know, like the movie food courts where they just slop the food on prison court, F- prison, cafeterias. Prison food. Yeah. I've never. Yeah, I've but never this spent would be high, time in prison. This would be high quality. Prison food. High high quality peasant food, not okay. not prison food. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Prison food is oatmeal glop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And tacos. See, <laughs> I did have a restaurant idea. Yeah, well, sorry. No, no tacos, though, because it's like then you have to prepare each one individually. There's no individual preparation. Yeah. I hate all that shit. You, need, you should just be able to, that's why I'd slop it on. You just fucking. So, wait, James, what do you eat on a, like, a weekly basis? Lentil soup. <laughs> wait, that's it? James, yeah. James is a man of necessity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really. I enjoy the taste of food in general, but, like, I don't. Oh, I've been I've been intoxicated with James in the past, and I'm like, dude, you have to taste this thing. And he takes it, but he's like, there's so much flavor. <laughs> Whoa! I don't. Really... He gets overwhelmed by taste. <laughs> well, I like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like like. Should we? What do you eat? Don't tell me it's just lentils. No, no, no. I eat. I eat a lot of other stuff too. Okay. I eat. You know, I eat. Um, I'm trying to carrots. learn what it means to be a man. Yeah, you know? I eat carrots. Okay. I eat chickpeas. You know. Real man shit. <laughs> <laughs> he has all all his food is like already partially adjusted in a glop, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I really like the to me the 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 texture of food and like the eating experience is 
at least as important as taste. Yeah, because, of course. Like I, I hate eating things that's like just so much work. You know, it's like you're doing all this shit. Like I, just, I like to be able to just sit there with a big bowl and just shove shit in my face. <laughs> I hate when it's like you're like do it prep. The you know, every now and then it's fine. It's nice, but I don't like when you're like preparing every single uh, bite you're like preparing it or it's like oh no chocolate. no you prepare before and then you the, eat the the, the the texture and eating experience of food is very important as taste i just want a bowl in front of me that i can just shovel food into my mouth that's the- that's what i say <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah. i don't know that's that's and that's a reason why i like the indian food better in india than here because like i feel like it's it's a little it's just it's just just more of it and it's just like it's just all over the place and you're just fucking chowing down yeah. here they're like they come in those fancy you know those like have you ever been this yeah. fancy ones with those like gold rim things yeah. Yeah. and like and you get like a alu gobi and the, the, the cauliflower is like this fucking big I'm like yeah. what the hell is this like <laughs> what the fuck and then you, they charge you like three dollars for a piece of bread and you're just like you're starving well no I think a lot of Indian see most Indian places I go to it's like cheap as fuck and you're like Jesus like you're like you look at a number you're like man seven dollars but then you get like a whole fucking tupperware of it and you order like three of those and it's like 17 dollars and you're like what am i going to do with all this fucking food but then i went to one place and it was like the opposite of that it was yeah. like like so i ordered i ordered something i can't remember what what it was like it was like a a saucy bread dish it was like little little squares of bread inside a sauce whatever that was um <laughs> but it was like it was like there was so much bread in it that like the bottom like three or four layers was just bread without any sauce on it. It was just like, which is like a little bit of sauce drink. It, like you expect to get like some sort of like like uh like you know like chickpeas and like, like potatoes. A Joe beef. <laughs> like you know like you you order, you, you order like, like a something with like lentils and like chickpeas and potatoes and it's all mixed in and a little like homogenous. This was just like a like a like a like a, a mattress of of bread pieces with like some sauce on top see this is the problem with restaurants you finding a good one is just hard because yeah, you're rolling a dice even if there's this reviews. is why i go to pubs pubs you know what you're gonna get at pubs it's cheap it's greasy and it's tasty i don't know about cheap yeah i don't know about that either but, but you, know, you know what the, you're gonna the, get the, yeah, arm, I agree with that. I the agree arms with that. pub is super cheap okay i had a, I, had a, I, had a, I had a steak dinner for 16 dollars last weekend how big is the steak it was good. It was good too. That's how. Actually, that sounds pretty good. No, that that I yeah. didn't need anything, but it seemed Ed got those wings and they were pretty cheap. It was like four dollars. Like, yeah, for like five dollars for a pound of wings. Okay, that's actually. But not solid. all. Not all pubs are. are that's cool. true. Well, that thing. If you start getting to that like pub an is like a greasy old kind of. Pub. If you go to like the fancy one where the chicks are wearing like small black skirts you, like well yeah but you're, you're talking about like a social house like browns or joeys or something and yeah, that's but bullshit I hate those, those aren't pubs i hate those yeah. places. but old They're school garbage. pubs are dying out of being replaced by those so yeah that's why i want to go to a small town <laughs> not going to be a joeys in a small town or a cactus cactus club is i've never had good food at a cactus club i've worked at the cactus club. i mean i've had i've had there. sorry i haven't had like bad food but it's always like yeah that's that's what a burger it, yeah i mean you know? that's like for my but I'm a vegetarian, so. But even before that, pub, that's to me what a pub is, though. It's like you know what you're going to get, but you're not going to be amazed usually unless you're, like, starving or unless you're, like, I want this fucking spicy, greasy wing thing. Yeah, or something like that. But if you're just like, I'm going to go on, you know. A little when, adventure. <laughs> when we were driving back into town and stopped at that pub on Vancouver Island, that was expensive as fuck. 
but it was also like a, it was like the farthest the ibis pub yeah the, I, the, the scarlet ibis it was like 23 dollars sandwich i mean we were like 100 kilometers from the closest establishment yeah. so. no okay that's no excuse it was like a town of like seven people <laughs> no because we were at uh and all of them worked at the pub the arctic circle and there was just one restaurant 200 kilometers that way there's nothing 200 kilometers that way there's nothing and the prices were really fucking reasonable. It was like twelve dollars for a burger. Which where was this? Uh, in the Yukon. It was uh, Dawson City. I didn't you say you're just like right past out- Dawson City? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you said you were like right outside of like Whitehorse or something. No, we stayed right. there, and then we went out, and then stayed at Tombstone, and then we went up. To get into the Arctic Circle and then came back down. Oh, yeah. damn. That sounds... I've wanted to do that trip forever, like up towards... It's really uh, nice. Tuk-tuk-tuk and New Vic. Yeah, and... it's really nice. Um, uh, did you make it to the Arctic Circle? Yeah, but oh, then you we didn't make it back. to the Arctic Ocean. Did not make it to the Arctic Ocean because... That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that next year. That's 100%. been one of my dreams for it's so, so long. Nice. Let's do it next year. Next I want to do it... I want to do it on the solstice or like at least close... I mean, solstice would be ideal, but... Close to the solstice, at least. Oh, just like, so you can get the the midnight sun. Yeah, well, I want to go like literally like on the exact Arctic Circle, set up a huge mesh tent like as big as this room, and then and just like chill because there's so many bugs. Like, yeah, there's just, like all these bugs and all this shit, so that you can just chill in there and just like literally stay up the whole like for like 24 hours straight and just watch the sun go. Like, would be amazing. Yeah, get a little sundial. Hmm? <laughs> get like a. a, a a time lapse of the sun moving around. Let's do it next year. Let's do it. It's so much fun. When Let's did do you it. do it? Because there's a road that just uh, opened now August. that does go all the way to the ocean. August? Oh, you just did it like two yeah. months ago? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Let's do it. I'm in. Who'd you go with? I'm planning uh, it now. Ivern's Feta. You don't know. Did you, what did you, what was your vehicle? Um, Subaru 2021. Was it, like it was that, SUV was it Yeah. Oh. No, it was a Crosstrek. I don't know. How far did you drive past, like, how close did you get to the ocean? Oh, we were still, like, four hours away from, because we couldn't enter um, the Northwest Territories. Oh. Because they had, like, So you had to go further east? Yeah, no. We just couldn't enter it, right? Because there's one one road that goes up, and that's it. But it's all tundra there. You just take your car (laughs) off-roading. Yeah, but isn't it all, like... uh, it's it's completely different. It, yeah, it's like yeah, it's but like if, you, if you go up during like the solstice, it's still like, like snowy up there. It's still going to be super fucking cold up there. Um, so. in cool. August, there August was the rainy season. Right now they're getting snow. They were getting snow in like October. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't. I think it gets. I mean, it's not like warm and bomb. I mean, it's, it's never warm. Actually, no. When it's sunny. It feels nice. Like it feels really. But yeah, I thought you said once you get up to like the arc, once you like get into it, once you get into the tundra, it's cold just all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if it's sunny, but it's it's but, the winds that are cold and the air is, but the sun warms you up because it gets yeah. a little. And there's a lot of sun. Yeah. That's why I think that like heat. Yeah, but like that here was so severe because the sun was out till like nine p.m. Whereas in other even people are like oh. Come on, that's not that hot, you know, in India or whatever. It's but it's it's hot that it's not hot all the time. But the sun sets at like seven p.m. So it's mm. but anyway, <laughs> I think that was a reason yeah. why it was like crazy because people didn't have a chance to cool off. Well, I mean, I think it's just crazy because it was so fucking hot and we don't like we don't have 
like air conditioning isn't a common thing around here. No, but like when I was in India or Vietnam, even though it was hot, you didn't feel like it was hot. It's always cloudy in Vietnam. I know that's not true, but. <laughs> <laughs> but no, why'd you say it? Like it didn't. It didn't uh, feel hot. The facts don't right? matter. Like when you travel around India, did it feel hot? Like it was warm, but it wasn't like the heat that we felt this year. I mean, I felt some pretty serious heat. Yeah. But for for me, like, I can deal with severe heat as long as, like, my skin can be exposed and I can breathe. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I get really hot if I'm just, like, in a sweater even like this and there's, like, no airflow. Oh, fuck. So it's, I don't know. There were times, but I was there, like, in in India, for example, like, May and June in, like, northern India when it's just, like, baking and no precipitation for, like, months and it's, like, 45 degrees. So, like, but I, I was... I mean, it was hot, but I didn't. Yeah, I don't. I, I know what you mean. It yeah. was usually hot around like five or six p.m. For some reason, it was when the humidity would go up a little bit. That was when it was probably mm-hmm. the worst in terms okay. of heat. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I miss the heat wave though because I was up in the the rock. I experienced it in the Rockies, and it was it was, it was still, still like, like it was still like 37, 38 degrees every day. No, not that hot. Yeah, not where we were. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, not even close. That's you know how hot that is, man. That's like it was. That's like how hot it was. It was like it was like here. forty-five degrees here when we were up there. That's why fucking Lytton caught fire. If it was thirty-seven degrees, Lytton, you would not have been able to do that. Lytton hit fifty degrees. Lytton hit fifty degrees. Yeah, but we were like two plus thousand meters up, two to three thousand. I I had a thing that told me the temperature. I had like the temperature predictor for our elevation, and location. Sounds that's like why, you guys are at a fisticuffs. <laughs> that sounds like that's why Sarah almost died. Was having such yeah, a but bad. Sarah almost dies when it's like eighteen degrees. Right? So, <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't. I'm, and I think, like, yeah, in the heat, like if you're like just like in a particular spot and the sun's, really, you know, it was hot. Like it was way too hot, but it wasn't it wasn't thirty seven degrees. Thirty seven <laughs> degrees is like we would not be hiking. At it was all. it was hot as hot. fuck. It wasn't. It wasn't thirty seven degrees. Dude, I was hot, I was getting my shirt wet and dry within five minutes. Like it was. <laughs> It wasn't thirty seven degrees. I don't know. Maybe maybe thirty at the absolute most. Like no, it was degrees. way more than thirty. No way. It wasn't. The thing is, it wasn't humid. Like thirty eight degrees here is different than thirty eight degrees. Thirty eight degrees is is really hot. Search up the temperature. That's in, what I was doing in July at the beginning of July. <laughs> in, uh, I was like, oh, there's this device called Google. <laughs> in uh, yeah, in, but it's not going to be Canmore. It was Canmore. Yeah, right? but we weren't. We were well, we were Canmore. higher up. But we let's were just, way higher than Canmore. Let's, let's just see what okay, Canmore was. Okay, yeah, let's was. see what Canmore was. July 1st. Folks at home are sitting there with bated breath yeah. right now. <laughs> can anyone uh, listening, maybe they can help us out too, you know? Uh, let's see. We have uh, Foxy Box 23. Canmore, Alberta? Yeah. Okay, July 2021. Ooh, which day are we July picking? July 1st. Actually, the, July 1st wasn't as hot. <laughs> what day would you want? Whatever hot, whatever day June first and July first were actually, okay. Yeah. You know what? I'll give you July fifth. July fifth, we were out of there by July fifth. Give me July first. Okay, they don't have July first. Okay, what what they have? What's the last? They one have they July fourth. What about June? What do they have June thirtieth? Uh, June. Do they have June thirtieth? Hold on, I'm, I'm going. Do they have June thirtieth? I'm going man. through some ads, guys. Yeah, Kevin, <laughs> come on. He's going through some shit right now. Okay, <laughs> okay, June thirtieth. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Whoops. It was 37 degrees. See? That's in Canmore. Low of 13. Yeah, it got it got it got manageable at night for sure. 
I don't know, man. Let's see. I mean, definitely, like I said, low low 30s, yeah, and especially when you're, like, in the sun, but not 37, 38, where we were. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe, like, when we were at the very base of the mountain, but not when we were, like, you know. I don't know. I don't even really remember the heat that much. It was so hot, dude. He remembers the heat. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the heat on the, on the day we did the day hike, and then we got back. And then I, that, I actually, like, I was suffering after that for some reason. I don't know what happened, but I think it was because there were also 10 trillion mosquitoes per square inch. This is rain. No way. This is, what is this talking about? Are mean, you in the right? Mean daily maximum, 14 degrees. See? See? <laughs> A hot day is 21 degrees. What year are you? Nineteen. Okay. Is this the average though? Overall? Yeah, it's the average. yeah, it's not. The, I mean, this wasn't the average when we were there. It is normally like that though, because like just remember, just after we left and the heat wave started to go away, then I look at the temperature and it'd be like eleven degrees and raining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Uh, so we we honestly lucked out with that. Plus, because yeah. if we didn't do the hike, then we would have had to suffer even more here. So. And then, like when we got off the mountain, that giant rainstorm came through. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! We were in we were in Canmore talking about Canmore after the hike, and it was like beautiful day. And then yeah. as we're there for a couple hours, we had lunch and whatever. And then we're getting ready to leave, and like this wind starts just whipping up, and these clouds are coming in. And then like an hour or like not even like twenty minutes after we leave Canmore, it's like just dumping, and it was like insane. This whole road was closed. And, yeah, like, but when it's a warm day, no, that happens. No, it feels really nice. Oh, hold on. July 1st at 2,000 meters, it was 25 degrees. No way. It was way hotter than that. 25 is pretty hot. Yeah. When you're that Dude, we were dying ex- in the tents. Remember yeah, but they, that's in the tents. That's different than. Yeah, like, but it, like it didn't get that. At 20, I've been in tents at 25 degrees before. No, but this is different. You're in the air. But it, there's less air up there. So, it so it's be as hot. way different. It's a different experience, Liam. We were hiking in. Uh, this is blowing my mind. I thought it was way hotter than this. So James is like, I fucking knew it, and I'm, now I'm not surprised. <laughs> Temperatures vary a lot in mountains, so it can get very, very hot because, like, you know, it'll be exposed to the sun. And, and I guess it was the sun exposure. And... We were very high up. Especially that day that we were hanging out in the tents a lot. We went even higher. Remember that? And got, like, nonstop sun up on the, the yeah, nub. Up on nub the nub. Peak. I go back and look at those pictures every now and then. I, we, I, I'll show you some of the pictures before you I, leave. I think you've shown me them. Have I? Yeah. I haven't looked at my pictures for that. Hold on. I, I got James questions. All right. Ask James. James. He'll, he'll be able to answer your questions. You're, you're, a, you're an adventurous person. You've done things in life. How do you live such an adventurous life? He doesn't. I think, see, the, I, think, I think James, I think James, I'm going to answer this question yeah, for you, James. Yeah, yeah. I think he got... Like, I think he still loves adventure and he still does a lot, but I think he got a lot of that out when he was younger. How old are you, James? 27. 27. I'm an old man now. I think he did the right thing after high school and just went, fuck. Uh." (laughs) That was uh, every day. (laughs) He'd just just be like, hey, where's Binks at? I don't know, somewhere in India? Like, that was. (laughs) Well, my. uh, For me, though, it was like. Why did you do that? Because I was look, I think for me a lot of because a lot of people they try. It's not unusual to go, you know, traveling around and. But you yeah, kept yeah. going back. 
Yeah. Or you kept for leaving. For me, it was kind of different though, because I wasn't really. I mean, sometimes I'd go and kind of stay in the hostels on like the party-ish areas, whatever. Like rare, you know, sometimes, but not too much. For me, it was more just like the, like I'd like be learning languages and like learning about the history and culture and places and the different like kind of clothes and the, and like things about geography and different areas and like so to me that's like what kept fueling like fueling it like oh like, you know you keep going around the corner like oh i want to experience this i want to experience that and a big part of it was like i wanted to experience novelty like things that were really new and, and different and unusual and there's more than just going to a new place to do that because you can go to so many places and have the same like phenomenological experience where it's like you're in the same kind of environment you're on a bus or you're you know on a plane or you're on your phone like booking tickets or whatever then you go to another hostel and you're everyone's still speaking english and you're doing that it's all you know so it's like you kind of like have to try to do things that are like different physically and like challenge you in different ways yeah. so that was like a lot of what fueled me especially yeah especially in the earlier periods though like at first it was like oh like i need to like do this huge hike in the himalayas and then i'd be like oh i need to do this like big like expedition in the amazon it was like things like that and then kind of toned down a little bit now we just go to the north end of vancouver island yeah well now now i've been doing more well then you kind of get like now it's like for me if i was going to do a big international thing it has to have more meaning again like that was kind of that was kind of the meaning but now like you kind of once you've done that kind of thing then it's like you need to keep searching for something different but it's not really a, just like going to a random new place like yeah it'd be fun if someone's like hey you want to go to like argentina or whatever but like yeah sure but it's not like just the idea alone of just randomly wandering around isn't the same anymore like for me i feel like i need to have like a more of a a meaning or something associated with it novelty yeah diff- but it, yeah yeah, because that's not novel anymore. A different kind of novelty, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's still this. You, you, you've. I mean, I, I've, I've kind of been feeling that way with my exploration around BC lately. It's like I love. It's all. It's all amazing, and there's so much cool shit to see. But like, you know, I, I've been doing it for years now. I've been getting yeah. out and getting into the mountains and alpine and like all the different places. And I haven't been up to the Arctic or into tundra or even like northern BC at all. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like there's so much more of the world to see there's like i like i, I feel like I, I there's i have some sort of like responsibility to myself for to to go to a place that is so wildly different culturally than just where i've Vietnam. grown up yeah southeast asia is a big yeah. one just like somewhere that's just like it's just so incredibly different than living here and I, I, I mean, I think that's important. I think everyone needs to do that at some point just to get a broader world view. Um, but I mean, like, like James was like, like in, in some ways, the novelty of getting to these big, grandiose places in BC is lost. Like, you know, getting yeah. up on top of Needle Peak, on top of Mount Sheem, on top of Frosty. Like, like we did that all in one year, right? I don't, I don't know if Needle Peak was the same year. It must have been. We've done Needle Peak twice together, so. Yeah, we did Needle Peak, Sheem, and Frosty last year. Yeah. Big years. Well, I think for you, though, it's like like what you just said, but also for BC trips, it's like a lot of your trips are like, your hikes are like three to four days, and your overall trips are like a week. Yeah. Two, like, for you, another novelty would just be like a longer, tra- a longer travel, but also like a different, well, you know, you haven't been to done much international travel so just like going to like vietnam or whatever for yeah. like a month or something would be kind of novel but the other strategy is like what if you travel and like and like, and like i was saying have some kind of like purpose or meaning associated with it so you're like working on some kind of project or you like get a job in this place or 
you know, or you like volunteer on a farm or whatever. Like these are all ways that you can have a different kind that's of novel what, experience as well, right? So that that's that's kind of what I'm doing with my year off, right? Yeah. Like you know, just gonna find like you, you could go out and you could go adventure, but like I feel like at a certain point travel it, it becomes like now you're traveling right and now you've yeah. been traveling for months and like so what's the new experience so i feel like to really meet people and experience a place i think you really need to work there yeah that's why when you mentioned the farm thing my eyes went like huh i never thunk about that yeah i've never done that that's something i'd like to do actually i just i want to do it like on the gulf islands or something too yeah it'd be cool just to like spend like a month or, or more and, and just work at a farm just to ask them to live there and that's that it up at power river yeah there's river. lots of stuff like that there's whole websites stuff dedicated to, to that kind of stuff just join a commune for a month just be naked all the time i don't know if i could do that i just have like all like i don't know you get so comfortable with nakedness is that and a bad thing no i, I think always that's a I, great thing. I always wish i was more comfortable with being naked <laughs> okay liam i'm gonna give you some advice sleep naked I can't. If I sleep naked, I have dreams that I'm out doing things without pants on. So, <laughs> you have to get over yeah, it. But that doesn't that wouldn't that teach you then to? Yeah, be more comfortable with. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. No, because it becomes a stressful sleep, and I wake up like. <laughs> Sleeping naked feels the best. Yeah. Okay, just walk around. Just but then you close rubbing your filth all okay, over. Okay, dude. <laughs> yeah, just just close your uh, your blinds and all, and just walk around your house naked. Oh, I do that all the time. Okay, good. You Not so much here because they do have these like yeah yeah that's why I said close them you know but like no, leave them open yeah I'll just go out see stand, what happens stand yeah. out in front of all the cameras they they have like cameras all around this house and just like put my dick in front of them what we're gonna have to cancel this podcast <laughs> <laughs> they upstairs they're like listening to this like holy shit I can't be a I'm part gonna, of this I'm just gonna put down that timestamp. <laughs> In case they had like in a month, it's like we had a report of that, and then they're gonna come and find you, even if it wasn't you. If. I mean, I feel like I need to clarify that, like, I'm talking about being on their camera naked because they got cameras all over this house. Yep, that's what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's a really interesting idea because it's a completely different world experience. And I'm talking about the farm situation, like working somewhere. And I think you really get ingrained into the culture, the lifestyle there. I think that's why a lot of Damn. people go tree planting. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's just like. No, that would be very. That would be a pretty. It but would you're be surrounded. An intense experience. Like yeah, I, I would. I went to uh, Chilliwack Lake area with you. Did a lot of tree planting. He's talking about it. But I feel like you're surrounded by the same people, right? But if you actually like, because if you're working on a farm, even in here, you're. You're staying in that small town. You're actually interacting with all those people. On tree planting, you're just going there, doing a thing, and then after a while, you just leave. Right? Well, tree planting, it's more like you're like roving and setting up camps, and the, and oh. I think and then farm, yeah, yeah. Far, with farms though, also sometimes you'll. It's not like you're just like, you know, oh here I am in this small Italian town and this farm and all these people are making me past or whatever. It's like. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other you people like yeah. you, so it's like also like five other people who are like, oh, this is, what's this thing? Oh, you know, the same <laughs> yeah. kind of like, so you can also have that. So it's, oh, that's a good point. You can have it either way. That's why you can't use websites, guys. You just walk up at the farm, knock on their door, <laughs> say, I will work for free except housing. For room and board. Room and board. That's all I require. I did something like that. Food, I'll even pay for that. I did something like that here actually at, uh, 
uh, what's it called? Barnett Dude, Marine How the Park fuck are you boat. so cool? James is a very cultured man. I mean, man, you, know, you did him? that Arctic Circle. Yeah, but I, that doesn't feel that cool. But he was a passenger. No, I drove <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but still, that's pretty crazy. You're like, remember, Liam, when you talk about it being like so, like when we're on like a hike or something, like James, think about like we're so far from the next closest yeah. person. And so yeah. Imagine being up there though, and like just stopping randomly off the road somewhere and thinking like, holy fuck. Yeah, if you if you get a flat tire, you're fucked. I just change your tire. Yeah, you yeah no, no, no. Extra, but like, yeah. if you didn't have extras, or anything, <clears throat> well, then you shouldn't. You shouldn't be up there if you don't have an yeah, extra. You're not the kind extra of okay. fuel. Yeah. And, you know, you guys um, must have been pretty. pretty yeah, yeah. Up. We yeah. had two extra tires. Didn't have to use either of them. We had 20 liters of extra fuel, just in case, because that would get you A to B. Saying right now, Arctic Circle next year. Let's do it. I think you guys I wanted to do it for a long time. Yeah. It takes okay. So if you take the path we did and you stay, it'll take roughly two and a half weeks like a bit longer to get up there and down because you spend a couple rushing. nights at the same point yeah. yeah without rushing if you really want to take your time you can do it in three weeks and if you want to get into um the arctic ocean you want to take at least three and a half four how long did you go for uh two weeks in a bit maybe two in a day it or is something. far like from here to even whitehorse you it's could like you the could... same as from here to san diego yeah. It's very far. You could, I mean, you could, you could send it and be there in a couple of days. Yeah, but you yeah. shouldn't. That would <laughs> like, be miserable. You, yeah, just, it kind of defeats yeah. the purpose. Like, so yeah. like, uh, what we did is we drove to. Did you? Yeah. Did you reserve spots at the campsites you were staying at, or uh, did you just roll up? Sometimes we reserved spots. The first night we reserved spots, mm. and then after that we just rolled up. I guess you were close enough to the Lower Mainland still. Yeah, but we did well, it to Prince George, right outside of Prince George. Yeah. And that was the only place we reserved. Oh, and Kiniskan Lake. That was another place. Just because we wanted the first leg of the trip to be safe. But then yeah. on the way down, we don't reserve anything. Oh, and if you're going to White Horse, you want to book something. It's busy up there? Yeah. White Horse was fully booked. All the hotels. Because, like, we want to stay in place. Also, people can't travel, inter- or weren't yeah. traveling internationally. Yeah, that's true, too. And it has a very limited season for most people, because most people don't go in the winter. Yeah. And people have been going crazy for kind of outdoor-ish yeah. places in the last couple but of years. But I definitely so. recommend it. It's, a, yeah. it's really cool. Plus, the drives are really nice. I applied for a job on Whitehorse. Yeah? I had a phone interview. I was at this museum. This was, like, it was just a summer job back yeah. at, uh, when I was at UBC. They're like, oh, we love your enthusiasm, but you know, I think they wanted someone who spoke French too, because that was like a big part. They're like, you, it says here that you took some French. Like, can you give a tour in French? And I was like, no. And, like, oh. and then, and then I hear on the phone, it's like, yeah, scribbling sounds. <laughs> it's because of the community, right? Like, well, there's, there's so many people from people. Quebec going yeah. there, so they, you know, yeah, would have been interesting, but also like, I wouldn't have made any money because it's so expensive up there. That's that's kind, of, but that's yeah. kind of one of the things that I'm thinking about is like. Maybe once I'm done this year of debauchery and gypsyism, um, uh, maybe I'll get it. Like I'll get a job up north somewhere. Tumblr Ridge, it's expensive. Man. Ridge. It is expensive, but like if I were, if you work for the federal government up there, they give you like a per annum. What the they fuck pay is you that? to live up. It's a it's an additional certain amount of money per year. Mm, I think a lot nice. of people get that, not just federal government employees. Well, you also get a, like a tax reduction as well for living up north. No, oh, damn. Okay. Because the nice. government is like the government is like, 
you know, the government doesn't want to admit that the territories are part of Canada. That's why they're called the territories and not because there's just not enough people there. Yeah. <laughs> but they pay people to live up there so that uh, the Russians don't come over and take Canada. And you <laughs> there's not really enough people up there, though, like in terms of in terms of I mean. Whitehorse is the biggest place, and it's like in the very southwestern corner of our kind of northern territory. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I could see you living in Yukon. Yeah, they're they're desperate for people to live up there but and work up there. But it's pretty well. I've heard Whitehorse though is is not desperate at all. They're like they're like New York City, like super of the north pride and stuff. They're all and it's like crazy expensive, and they think yeah. they live in like the center of the universe. Yeah, so that's what I've heard. So. This is not. <laughs> Incorrect information. <laughs> All the food there is super expensive, but everyone's eating. It's because they don't have to pay taxes. They have to pay less taxes anyway. Well, yeah, I've heard just because they're like, oh, it's like the capital of this territory. Like, you know, and they have a lot of the government jobs and stuff in that. It's, you know, it's a pretty popular. Pretty white collar town. For, and for what it, for northern, you know, it's so far. They have the power the plants side, there too. Like, for what, the what, entire Yukon. What do they. Uh, natural gas, I think. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. But they're also they have so many green initiatives there. It's surprising. Everyone has solar panels or something set up. It's actually really cool. I always wonder about solar panels because you can't store energy with solar panels. They're called batteries, you think? Them? Yeah, but then you need to make batteries. Yeah, but you have to make the solar panel. Solar. Yeah, but you don't need the same. You don't need a block of lead to make a solar panel. I mean, you probably you're probably making giant lithium ion <laughs> batteries, but then you're yeah. mining lithium from the world. And where's the like? That's that's not easy to. You got to take some L's to get some W's. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Well, there's interesting things yeah. like when when the when the water when the sun is out, you use that that you use that power to run a pump that pumps water up a hill. And then when the yeah. sun goes down, then that water runs back down a hill and it powers a generator. Wow. Things Infinite like that. energy glitch. <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Or the other one I've heard is like you have a weight and the sun powers a motor that lifts the weight up. And then once the sun goes down, the weight starts to fall back down. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. 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 So, Liam, recently you said that you were thinking of applying for UK citizenship. Oh, What? Yeah, I mean, why not? My mom's was born in England, yeah. so I'm technically a citizen because yeah, because my mom is a direct. So what? Uh, why do you want to do this? What are the? Well, if I'm going to be taking a year plus off, um, and I have the ability to go work somewhere else, you know, I might as well. And like, I think you know. There's like I you know I, I could do the visa thing or whatever, um, but you know I think just having a citizenship would it just it would just make the whole applicate like applying for a job thing easier. I mean, I, yeah, I, I really true, would. But like, you no, know. because you'd rather hire a citizen because it's a lot easier tax wise. And then you, I, you just, know then I could just go and like yeah. spend time in England. You know, whenever work, you want, work at a pub. You know, just do <laughs> do whatever. You know, and then even like you know, maybe the borders are the borders are only open to citizens, which you know, with Brexit, I want it's not <laughs> it's not an impossibility. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Is you went to England once? Right? I've been to England twice. Oh, twice to visit visit Jack. So it was fun. 
I think there's a lot more of England to see, but have you visited? Do you have any family there? Have you visited them? Uh, my mom has an aunt who's like 98, and there's probably some distant relatives, but most most of them are here. Um, you could restart the family back there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Reestablish the, the book. On. Find an English lass. Not, yeah. not, not really enough mountains in the UK. Go up there to Scotland. Are some, there are some like some beautiful landscapes though. Yeah. There are some like mountainous areas. And it's a different kind. Of that, even when I went to visit UK, the UK, I'd be gone. One time I was gone for seven days. One time I was gone for ten. And I came back and I was like, oh shit, mountains. <laughs> like he, the plane would be coming. And I was like, whoa, look at these things. Where did you go in England? Um. So, Jesus, God, it was so long time ago. I don't even remember. Because it was all, like, so prescribed, you know? Like, yeah. I get up, my friend picks me up. They drive, like, they drive you me. You don't do anything yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was, um, oh, man. Their house, I, I remember their house didn't have an address. The address was a name. Yeah. It was, like, Winchester Manor kind of thing. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> um, but, yeah. like, close to London. Uh, we were about a 45-minute train ride out of London. South. You know what? South. Kent. Smart in oh, Kent. Kent. <laughs> that's what it was. My grandmother's uh, from Smart. Kent, actually. Smart in Kent. I would like to go to Liverpool because that's where my, my mom is from. Uh, Smart in Kent. thing about London nowadays, though, is it's like there's hardly <laughs> any English people in London. Because like, my brother lived in London for a lot of like four years or something more, four and a half years. Wow. And like... He's like, you hardly meet any English people. <laughs> There's just people from all over the place. And it's, yeah. And the kind of English culture you think about is small town. not very, not very strong anymore, I think. And I think especially you have to go to more like at far for more than 45 minutes outside of London, like more in the Midlands or something. All right, there's Smarden. There's London. The big cat sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's a big cat sanctuary there i when i was there um i wonder if i can find bardladen manor that's where i stayed that's where my friend lived bardladen that's a hotel it's not a, it that's a bit a, weird yeah yeah this this was all his that pool Your i remember friend? Pool. who is this friend um jack we had this whole, like, all of this. What All the? of this was his. Wow, that's so nice. And this was all just empty buildings. <laughs> what does he do? What's Jack's profession? Oh, it was Jack's dad. What was Jack's dad's profession? Um, I don't know, internet stuff. Oh. Hmm. Well, yeah, the, the people want to know. The listeners yeah. at home. Wow, this is so weird. In the middle of this house, where's that? Smarter. In the middle of this house, um, they had a, a big, probably it's all. This is how I do my adventure. Oh my god, this is such a trip. Whoa. This house was so old. Um, so it's called Bartlett Manor because I think the, the, the knight it was built for, his name was Bartlett. And at the time, there was a, a castle over in this direction. And he was given this manor for free on the condition yeah. that if he ever saw a flame lit in that castle tower that he would have to put put on his armor get on his horse and ride over to the castle did he ever have to i don't know 
Well, this point, you gotta yeah. That's why you gotta go back there. So this, this, answer. like the the upstairs was not even. It was just like, like it was just, it was like these big like hunks of wood that were cut directly out of like one big log. So it wasn't like straight. It was all wiggly, and like the door that I into the bedroom that I slept in, the bottom had to be cut like this to match the floor the floor oh. and like it didn't have doorknobs it had latches that went chunk like oh these are full doors the the the, the, the toilets the, the toilets you had to pump the toilets you go and would pump water up into them it was crazy in the in the in the back there was a giant <laughs> room. Like lands in england next thing you know he's like pumping a toilet lying on some bed with his head like well it looks like the normal toilet like, we had but the yeah. handle you'd have to pull a few times to pump water into it wow um <laughs> liam was like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> uh there there's a there's a room in the back where the tv was and there was like this a tv probably a little bit bigger than that probably like a, a 55 or a 60 inch yeah. tv and right beside it there was a fireplace that was so big you could stand in it <laughs> And it was right in the middle of the room. So you get a really big fire going and the, all the rocks around the fire. Did you guys brick. have a big fire? Oh, every night. <laughs> and every fucking night I fall asleep in front of the TV. It was because he had these giant couches that were like, they're like the size of twins bed, twin beds. I want to be here. Yeah, I don't know. This uh, sounds like quite the nice English. Yeah. Trip. It was crazy. Yeah, it was Falling intense. My chair. Just down the street, about five minutes down the street, there was like an we airport. We can go there. Let's go. Yeah, let's was, go stay with Jack. No, no, no. I meant not like, there anymore. let's go through the, with Google Maps. Um, <laughs> there was an airport down the street that you could um, you could pay money to ride on the wing of a biplane. So they strap you in with a harness and then I didn't do it because it was expensive. But let's go down the street. Um, I think it was down this way. This is riveting podcasting material. Uh, Anybody at home is just fucking their eyes are crossed right now. <laughs> I don't know. No but... idea. No, this is great for yeah, us here. here. <laughs> uh, this was the first pub that I ever had a legal drink in. Uh, at the ripe old age th- of 16? There's the school. That's where his brother went. I was 18 at the time. Yeah. Here. I think it's one of these buildings. It just looked like homes. Well, yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it was a pub, so a public house. So they had uh, they had like yeah. a couple rooms upstairs, right? Like that's what a pub is. That's it's, what a it's, pub it's, was. It's, it's, it, well, yeah, it's a place where people could stay overnight. That's why it's Brown's public house. You know, it's, that's the real um, successor. To is the it down old here? Pub, you know? <laughs> they had a they had a cemetery, and a really old. Is this a second house? He lived in two houses in this area. Um, one of them, he had a tennis court in the back. <laughs> Why is this guy so rich? Um, Jack, if you're listening to this, can I get... Can I Why come am I can so I broke? Over? That's all I'm hearing. I just want to come over for Jack a visit. Jack doesn't have the money. It was, his, it was his dad. Jack's dad, can I come over and have a visit? <laughs> well, Jack's to... dad will give it to Jack, I'm sure. They had like the... That like these those like gas stoves that are on all the time. Oh, with the pilot light always on. <laughs> well, no, it's like there's just like literally just it was always warm in the kitchen, because it never went out. It was more than just a pilot light, I think. It was an Olympic torch. Yeah, 
never to be it was so awesome. never to be extinguished. It was a great trip. We walked down. We so we went to the pub. I had my first legal drink. It was like it was strange. I had like vegetable soup, a pint of beer, and a bun. And I was like, "Is it a I'm, hard bun?" I'm sitting. I can't remember. It was a bun. Okay. I was like, this "I'm sitting in the place that someone sat 500 years ago and probably had a very similar meal." Yeah, I think that's so interesting, though. Like. That's, and then I, I history. went went for a walk down the street, and it was the first time I'd ever had like just a beer, and then just like continued on with my day. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, that's what it's like to have just a beer. It's kind of nice." <laughs> and then we went down the street and got to um, the cemetery and the church, and I was like, "This huge cathedral, like one of those like it was like the first time I'd ever walked into like a church, and I was like, you know, uh, modern science we can explain most things, but like." You can see how walking into a place like this, like yeah. 700 years ago, and just like the feeling, just like it feels like there's a presence there. That's how it felt when, okay, when I was in Italy, we'd walk into all these old churches and stuff. And every time you walked in, you're like, I get it. There's, it does feel like there's a, like a presence or something, not heavy, but some, something there that's tangible. And it feels so alive. And you're like, Wow, I'm a Jesus dude now. <laughs> I'm a Jesus dude. Well, there's definitely like an affective, experienced, like monumental architecture. Yeah. Can you like, use smaller uh, words for the listeners? You know, not for me. <laughs> it's just like intense experiences. Yeah. You know, and you, just like the huge buildings, especially, and then when they have a sense of age as well. And yeah. If there's actually like. When it's old, it automatically gives it a sense of purpose, and you know, like you know, like new, it deserves to a be a new here. big building. Like because we live in this current world, and we're kind of cynical, you know, it's kind of like oh, whatever, you know. It's you can still kind of have some wonder, but you go yeah. to like old building, and you're like oh, and you like imbue it yourself with all this meaning and power, and yeah, you imagine like hundreds of years ago people being there. Or you think of all all like the ways that people had to work together to build something that intricate and large especially given the time it's a period. good thing i'm not high right now because all i'm thinking about is like oh my gosh time these people did things they live lives they did a lot oh my gosh they did a lot and uh, well, I've, like, I've i've been thinking about that a lot lately but i will i will finish yeah. saying that one of the things that really kind of bummed me out about england sometimes is all the like the like imported historical places and that, like I, I get why but they were all like refurbished and rebuilt right so they, they kind of lost that meaning but like, but if you if you went to the right places, you could find like old ruins of places and stuff. That, yeah. But you know that you know they're seven, eight, nine hundred years old, and they're just kind of crumbling like foundation. Basically, there's not much left, yeah. so they they need to be rebuilt and redone to maintain them that way. So it's like, at what point does it? At what point does it? Is it like, well, it's lost its meaning, or it's like, well, it's it's cool that it's just we've continued because part of part of the thing for like restoration and maintenance like that is part of the rule is it has to be made the traditional way. Yeah, like you can't use modern tools; you have to do like the way it used to be done to maintain that authenticity. Yeah, um, I like that though. Um, except when I went to the Tower of London, and it was hardwood floors and electricity and running water. I thought that was a little, that was a little, I mean, obviously you've got million, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of tourists coming there every year. You can't really just expect it to <laughs> the fucking, tourists. I didn't get to go into the, the torture tower, whatever it's called. It's part of the tower of London. Yeah. I don't think I went there. Either. Um, I think it was just, I think like we would have had to wait to wait too long. Cause it's not like a free, free roaming tour. Mm-hmm. Like it's only a guided tour up in there. Um, uh, but yeah, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about lately is like, how many people have lived before us? 
right? Like, obviously, yeah. like, the number of people that have lived in, like, you hear those stats, like, the number of people who lived in the last 200 years is more than the number of people that lived prior to that or whatever, which, like, I'm, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. We're at, like, over 7 billion, almost 8 billion now, right? Yeah. So. I'm nodding my head, and I'm realizing the listeners can't see that. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but, like, just all the people that have lived all in all the time periods and all the shit that they had to deal with yeah. and like here i am in this comfortable one bedroom by myself <laughs> like this is something not completely off topic but this is something i think about nowadays we don't have that sense of community you like it's a it's a it's a very western thing yeah i know and i don't the, like the shrinking it. of the family union yeah because like when i was in india last year for like a month or like two weeks like before the pandemic or during it, whatever. Just at the pandemic. Yeah. Game. You could just walk over. People would come into the house that I had no idea who they were. But they it was so friendly and nice. Like everyone knew everyone. It was, there was a sense of community and niceness. Like you were never alone or you never felt alone. Yeah. Like isolated. You could be alone, but you would never feel like I'm alone in this world. Was, was the internet as big of a thing over there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone has phones and then they're all connected to the internet. But there's still that sense of everyone's here. Yeah, it's very it's very tribalistic over here. And the shrinking of the family family unit is a big one too. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, know how I feel about that. But um yeah, it's it I think I think if you don't have that you start ending up in the situation that we're in now. Which is where everyone's at each other's throats all the time. Just because people have different views. I don't know. Maybe that's wait. What? An How did we hop over? Well, because we like. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, other people might get it, but my brain did not get it. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, yeah. like over here, we don't have like like community isn't as big of a thing. Yeah. Like people say, like, so oh, you're my saying community, that's the problem. My community is Porcoquillum, but like, is it really? Because I've seen two people in Porcoquillum rip each other's heads off. Yeah, that doesn't happen there. Okay, I see that what you're saying. That doesn't mean you're not in a community, though. I mean, there's a there's a big romanticization of. You know, when we live in a place like this, and it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, or even like, Back in the I don't day. know, and yeah. you this visit, um, you know, when it's different when you're kind of visiting somewhere too, like people who live in smaller places aren't like, oh, yeah, necess- not, not there, some people are, but they're not necessarily like, oh, this is the best thing ever, you know, it's like, oh, I hate to have that so and so knows all my business, I hate this and that. There's a reason that a lot of people leave smaller towns, it's not only for work, I think, especially in the past, it was a lot more repression sort of of you know people, like yeah. people wanting to go and it's and it's you know things like in italy and greece and stuff i know a lot of stories like that where you know it's like oh well there's you know you're you feel sexually restricted you feel yeah you know all, all these kinds of things it's like oh i want to get out of the city i want to be able to do this stuff so there's definitely a romanticization of of that but and i think like the, the smaller communities is happening all over the world really it's not i don't think it's really a a western thing i think people are becoming more isolated and families are becoming smaller like everywhere people are having less kids basically than they used to yeah. in some places they still have more but there's a lot of places now where like you go to a small town and it's just like it's just dead there's just like a few old people left because you know all the younger people left there's no jobs there's That's sort you know of the, the world the time has marched on not only in cities you know there's the sense that it's like oh I've got to get out of the city and then go back to the old days and live off the land or whatever you know it's like there's a reason why there's so many people in the cities 
Yeah, and I mean, there's. I'm not saying you can't do, th- you know, that there's nothing good in t- towns, or I'm not saying anything like that. But I'm just saying things have changed a lot there, and yeah, and most places, you know. And, yeah. yeah, no, I get that. It's just the sense of like, here you're sort of fending for yourself at all times, which I'm like, what the fuck's the point then? <laughs> because no, you live like yeah. 50 years. Was well, the rat race? That's, that's yeah. Like, that's what's the analogy. point? Because you're not hanging out with people you care about or people you like. You're not spending time with them. You're not just calling someone over or driving past someone's house. You're like, oh, I'll just stop by and say hi. It's like... Yeah, yeah. That's true. Phone calls have gotten weird. Yeah, I don't like phone calls. But, like, that's the neat thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I'll answer a phone if someone's calling me that I know. Yeah. But, like, if the the use of, like, the phone as a medium of communication to with someone you don't know is dead. Completely dead because of all the robocalls. Yeah. Like, you just can't answer yeah. your phone anymore. Because the second you answer it and confirm that that phone's working, that phone number is going to be sold to a bunch of people. Yeah. No, that's true. It's, um, yeah. yeah. But how do you guys feel about that sense of community thing? I wonder, like, what the solution is. Because cause I do think about this a lot. Yeah. And I think, like, okay, let's say I have, I want to have kids. It's like... Yeah what kind of environment do I even want to raise them in? Because, like, do I want to have a kid and then have them just sitting there on their iPad all day like a lot of kids do? Or, like, you know, oh, okay, yeah, well, let me schedule 30 minutes for you and you can play soccer with your friends, which is, like, what what's happening a lot now. And it's, you know, and you're, you're teaching your kids, oh, you can't go, you know, oh, be scared of everything, you know, yeah. you wear a mask, oh, do this, do that. you know, it's, like, I feel so bad for kids, but it's, like, like, you're saying with the community, it's, like, you used to grow up, like, I have very little interaction, really, with younger kids, because I don't really have, I don't have younger siblings, I have these younger cousins, but I don't, like, interact with them that much, like, really, yeah. I should more, but it's, like, normally, like, in that kind of case, you'd, you'd be living in the same kind of place for a long time, so yeah. as you get older, you see that with all fresh eyes, you, you see all, you know, people having kids, you see people getting old, you see people dying, you see the community Growing. physically and socially, like, transforming, and you see yourself yeah. taking these new roles, and there's all, like this transformation and now it's like people move physically a lot more it's like where you're isolated you're like socially like on this street i mean you just moved here but even if you hadn't it's like you know you probably wouldn't know more than a handful of people if that even yeah and it's like it's it's so weird you just kind of interact with people like in these different just like spatial distances and it's i don't know it's it's very unusual and it's very isolating i think that's why we have a lot of divorce and stuff in our society too and unhappiness because like it's just so much stress like, yeah your, like, your whole world like you're saying yeah it's like it's like you're fighting to live it's like why do i have to like fight at everything it's like oh like you know if, well prices are going up or oh, i i have to you know now it's like we don't have the division of labor too community yeah. is good for people are doing different things within the community to take the weight off your shoulder and you do it together it's always easier to do things together usually it yeah. is now it's like you know it's like you're living on your own so it's like oh, i gotta think about all my meals i gotta cook all my meals I got to work every Karen day. I got to make my money. You know, it's like I got to clean. You have to know how to do all that kind of stuff. You know, you have to like shop for those things. You have to, then you have to, and then spending time with your friends and stuff is like a different form of labor in a way. It's like this kind of it thing. Takes time. Oh, I have to like put this in my schedule and make sure I do this. And exercise becomes another form of labor where you're like, oh, I have to make sure I'm exercising because otherwise I'm going to wilt away because I'm sitting in my chair all day. You know, it's, it's, it's strange. And I think it's all, it's all linked yeah. to the same forces. It's not only about community, but all this stuff is like, the way our society is transforming in a way and that's not to be overly negative there's positive aspects but it's you know i think about yeah. that part right there i think about it a lot yeah so. i think everyone does yeah but no one talks about it 
we yeah, all think really. about we're, it. We're kind of just expected to like. This is how it is. Yeah, yeah or we'll kind I of like be like, that. oh, it's okay, it's okay to like, you know, like there's, there's a big in the last few years there's been a big movement, especially since COVID, to be like, oh, like mental health, this and that. So it's like you can kind of, it's more acceptance now to be like, oh, I feel like shit, but that's where it ends. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You can, you're kind of allowed to be like, I feel like shit, and everyone's like, oh, that sucks. Now, anyway, moving on. It's you like know? now it's now I kind, feel like shit. It's yeah. kind of it's yeah. kind of become more like, oh, I feel like shit. Yeah, we all feel like shit. Like, yeah. like, like no one's talking there, about why. There's, there's, there's no, solutions? there's no like, there's no. It's never like, well, I'm doing great, so let's talk about. It's always like, yep, I also feel like shit, and that's kind of how it ends. It's like, well, fuck, like there's only a select few of people that we've decided that we can pay 150 dollars an hour to talk to about how we all feel like <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, we don't really. The thing is, we're yeah. not, we're not frank, and our like, we don't. Basically, our society is very sick because. If you think about, like, it's not, I wish, it would be nice if there was, like, one thing we could fix and say this is the thing. But think about it, though. It's like, think yeah. about, for me, I'll just, for myself, that's my perspective. Yeah. I'm not, obviously, it's my opinion and whatever, but. No, you're it's talking like, fact. Think about, like, all. <laughs> you're of, a man. Like, for me, when I think of, like, how, to, where do you start yeah. all? So it's like, okay, education system, I feel like there's so many problems. Healthcare, there's so many yeah. problems. So many problems with our democracy. So much problem with our press, with our economy, with our, you know, social relationships, yeah. like you were saying. Um, with our engagement with the environment, there's like, and like it's at all levels. So it's not like it's just like, oh, we need to like change a couple policies to change this. It's like it's like at the root of the of our whole. And I don't know what the bounds of society are too. I'm not saying it's like our society as in Vancouver or BC or Canada or the West. Or, yeah. You know, it's like it's there's all these different barriers, right? There's the kind of borders and boundaries that you could like put different lenses on, but some there's something there, and I think it's. I mean, I think it's especially acute in like, yeah, Western European places and most of Europe and kind of like North America. So more there, but I don't know as much about outside of that. I think it's yeah. affecting a lot of other places. So I well. wonder, I wonder if the problem is that as a society, we spent too much time focusing on meeting the basic needs, you know, food, shelter, clothing, like make, making sure those were met that like like you can find that community yeah. that you're looking for pretty much anything that you look you could actively go out and you can it now becomes a thing to spend your time and find versus being born into it you know yeah born into some sort of societal structure that you like you know where you are you know what your role is you know you know uh <laughs> you're a man and you're gonna go hunting when you turn 12 you know um and you know maybe it's like Okay, well, no, maybe we've progressed beyond that because not every man wants to go hunting, right? Okay, sure, but this the idea, the point is, you're still, you, you're still, you're still given some direction, and you're you're placed into that situation. You don't have to go seek, seeking it out. Like you can find an amazing community at a jujitsu gym, at a at a dance gym, at like you know, really I'm anywhere. Still a lot of gyms here. Um, and in the yeah. the local community center and yeah. band and like you know, you're annual community christmas play you know you can you can you can you can put you can find those communities and you can you can find your place within them but you will never just be in one well you have to constantly in those cases you kind of have to constantly um justify your existence within them sort of because you know that it's like the second you you don't want to work out anymore or whatever well you're kind of not in that like so-called gym community they're saying with like a the theater thing it's not like 
you can not go to a theater one. You know, you'll have you'll be making friends. People might be like, oh, hey, it's like, active participation instead of yeah. passive participation. Yeah, and it's like it's based on like what's what's the fundamental meaning behind that. It's just kind of like based on a recreational activity, and I'm not saying those aren't great and you can't you can like i think now there is you know if you're interested in like some niche type of music you can go on the internet and meet some other people interested in it and and that kind of stuff but i don't think that we necessarily didn't have things like that also in the past like but i think the thing is like like saying you're you're not you're not born into it like 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 i i I don't yeah i think someone moving out and being like i'm gonna get my own place and live on my own was very rare even like a hundred years ago right maybe 150 like yeah, you know pe- I mean, you always you know you always had family or people like you know like that's what the shrinking of the family unit is it's not just people not having kids it's the fact that people don't live with their parents their entire life like you know yeah. you look at you look at asian cultures where you get like these houses and you know pit meadows and coquillum where there's like three or four generate like a multi-generation yeah. household right? yeah and that's just the norm that's the expectation you yeah. know people get married and they jump from household to household but they're still like you still you still have your place and you still have your responsibilities and the expectation and again i don't necessarily agree with the idea that like well this is this is this is your age and your gender and therefore you're meeting these requirements to yeah. live in this household like i don't i don't necessarily agree with that that kind of structure um but it's hard to have one without the other though that's the kind of challenge like everybody wants the best of both worlds kind of thing Mm -hmm. but that's but it doesn't really work like that like you can't it just doesn't work basically so see but no i think about that the whole moving out part because unlike you guys i still live live at home i think so I'm living at home now yeah, okay. since COVID. Yeah, but like you come to an aspect of where you could technically move out, and then yes, you are independent, but then you are you've completely left your old place, like you've left your family or the things you know, and now you're trying to build this new thing for yourself. I mean, I mean, th- this is interesting because yeah. I I talked to Gersimarin yeah about the same but thing. But he's a weird guy. <laughs> I don't he, like him. That's what um, I'm gonna say. Uh, he he is also Indian. If yeah, you couldn't tell by his name. Um, and he I talked to him. About I don't want it, him to be a representation like, though, guys. He's like he's like why why would you why would you ever move out? I don't get him. Like I I don't know. I just don't I don't want to live on my parents' dime forever. Yeah, I don't. You know. You know, he's like, what? Your parents, like, make you pay for gas when you drive their car? Like, your parents didn't buy you a car? That's weird. And I'm like, well, no, because, you know, that's my responsibility to figure out how to do that. He's, he's like, but what about your savings and stuff? I'm like, I, he's, yeah. and I guess the way he described it is in whatever specific yeah. culture he is in. The, he says, like, the parents pay for everything for the kids so that the kids can save money so that when they are parents um they can look after the kids but then also look after the parents once their parents stop working yeah that's sort of true um and but at the same time i talked to him about this and he'd be like yeah that's just this this is a smart way to do because but i would talk to him and whenever the topic came out of above up about future and income he would freak out like what do you mean by freak out this is cool well, like, he yeah. just, he was just, he's like, I don't want to work 40 to 50 hours a week looking after, like, 
four or five other people for 30 years. Of my, like, I just don't want that. Like, I, you know, I need to find a job where I work three to four days a week and this and that and the other thing. And I'm like, buddy, you are in the wrong field. He's in biology. Um, See, I think that's interesting because. And it's like, well, the, the, yeah. the simple answer is move out. Yeah. You know? But he doesn't have the wanting of independence. He wants independence without any of the independence part. Meaning, wants, like we were saying, he wants. The, it sounds like he wants. The, I don't know, but it sounds like he wants the best of both worlds. Kind yeah, of thing. but like for me personally, I have that aspect of wanting to be independent and actually striving towards that, but also realizing that going that route comes at a slight. There's a cost because now you're separating from what you've known, which is good because now you're exploring something different, which is so fucking cool and so fun. Like now you have your own place, right? Well, it's so one, one thing I've been thinking about is how yeah. like, you know, I separate with Sarah and something I really, one of the things I really want over the next couple of years of my life is just new shit, yeah. new experiences, just doing, and like the move and this is all stressful and very emotional and now I'm here and I'm living on my own. It's like, wow this is so intense but like this is exactly what i wanted it's cool <laughs> like it's it's bad in some ways but it's cool right and this it's is expensive a yeah it's, it's, so it's, expensive. <laughs> it's so expensive oh my god it's well that's another way that um well i don't want to go back to that. <laughs> about just like the, the state our society is in where it's you know, it's like, what's the direction? Like, there's no, there's no real appreciation or celebration or understanding of our past, and there's also no, no idea of where we're heading at all. There's like no f- goal for the future whatsoever. Like, what, what are we doing as a group of people? We're basically just winging everything, and there's no. It's just you know, me, it's, me, me. Yeah, but, it'll, it's just well, it's just about these kind of. It's it's four year increments. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, but it's well. Sorry, it, it's the thing of like, when you're a kid, you think all the adults know how to do everything and everything works, and then suddenly you realize that you're an adult and you have no, still have no fucking idea. Yeah. And then there's someone not that much older than you running, you know, the town, the city, the province, yeah. the country. Like, it's like what, what, who? No, nobody really knows what we're doing here. At least before. Like, I always think about how at some point in time there was one person that hold, held the entire collective of human knowledge. At some point, yeah, there was one person that knew everything that humans knew. Right? I don't think so. No, <laughs> that never happened. You think tribes were too dispersed to have People one elder? Too, well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an interesting idea. I guess it would depend on how you define humans. But no, human, the the... I don't think he means humans. Very diffuse. No, but I don't think he means humans in terms of like all humanity. He means the tribal community as a one human, like as a as a unit. Well, that one guy knew everything that that tribe tribe knew, anyways. Like there'd be one elder that would know everything of the tribe. Nobody knows everything. I mean, that even if that elder knew everything about the technology, their whole group knows. He knows all their myths and histories and politics and stuff he doesn't i mean you're not gonna know everything you're not gonna know the yeah, gossip between yeah whatever but there's just too many people for that to happen there's there's still gonna be differences like there was never i don't there was never a human population that was like oh we're just here in this one place but but interestingly people in the past and 
like different you know in certain especially in the past though and in smaller societies like um they would see their the world was different like it wasn't like now we think of the world as earth like world was their world it was yeah. like they, and it wasn't like they didn't think there were people on the other you know in these other distances but it was like well that's not our purview and so you know so that's at least in some cases so kind of like the world was like well it's what we like your culture your understanding of your place in the world was the, that construction of the world so yeah. like other people are living in a different world in a sense because their whole perspective on things is well you don't know it so how can it be the same kind of world right so anyway that's kind of a yeah aside, but. well I was thinking about this is a bit of a tangent um, so if you had something you wanted to say it's mainly just like trying to figure out that balance right of community and personal like development or not independence would be a better word personal independence I haven't found the answer yet but it is something I think about because because like my brother's gonna get married he's gonna get he's gonna move out he's gonna still marrying that lady which lady the one that was living at home at your oh no never mind I'm thinking of something. Yeah, you're thinking of someone else. Um, He's not getting married to a lady, Liam. Come on. Wow. Um, How presumptive. But yeah, like, he's going to move out and stuff. And I was like, oh, I want to spend as much time as possible with him before that happens. So there's this idea that, like, that like once he leaves, he's gone forever. Yeah, I know. See, I know that's not true. Because Grissimran has that same thought. He's like, you move out, you never see your... I'm like, No. I go to my parents' place. My parents come over here. We do shit. Like it's still, you still get together and you talk. And like we've got fucking phones. Like I've got, I've got a family chat that like we talk. We whole family knows what everyone's doing all the time. Yeah. Like it's not like it's not like suddenly like how how much time do you spend hanging out with your brother now? No, it's it's not the spending of time. It's the fact that I can just go downstairs and just poke him in the face if I want to. That's the thing. Because there's little moments like, um, there's a video from like 12 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, which he filmed of him playing Naruto, like online. <laughs> and there's audio recordings of us just talking about it, right? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's it was cool. so cool. We sounded like little kids. It was hilarious. <laughs> but like, those moments are random and they're just, just dispersed throughout life. And you don't realize it until later. Mm-hmm. So it's that random moment. It's not the specified we're doing this. Because every morning we'll go to the gym together. And then we'll talk like throughout the day and stuff. But so that's why not couldn't you still go to the gym with him when you No, but that. that's not the thing. This is a... Yeah, no, I see, yeah. I see where the, dis, the disconnect here is. Like, from your perspective, Liam, you're thinking... Okay, well, let's say you spend five, like, like Liam's perspective is saying, okay, let's say you spend five hours a week of like quality times. Okay, well, you can spend five hours a week together when you're living together or apart, kind of, because you're still going to go to the gym and stuff. But there's a difference of living with somebody because you're like, you're sharing a kind of space and like a, a life in the sense that you're, you're doing it together. You know that when you go to the kitchen that like your brother has used that space as well. So you're like seeing them through that. Kind and when of there's a stuff. fucking pot in the fucking place where it's not supposed to be, I know who did it. Dude, all the yeah. mess here is my mess. It's great. Yeah, I, know. I love it. It's, oh, <laughs> like, I guess I got to deal with this mess and I'm not upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, 
It's also like, okay, I'm making food. Let me yell out to my brother, hey, do you want me to put you some? Right? It's this little stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss this. So let me enjoy it while I can. Right? Because, yeah, we'll still hang out. We'll still talk. Like, I know that will happen. We'll still, like, hang out and everything. But it's different. Which isn't a bad thing. See, my, my relationship with my brother got better when he moved out. Yeah, I mean, that's also possible. Yeah, We I have mean, a great relationship right now. Except when we were little kids. We had the worst relationship then. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a weird place. And something I'm trying to figure out. It's, it's really what? cool. Like Being what independent? I want. No, what I want out of life. Mm. Right? Yeah. I think it's a question that a lot of people never figure out. Yeah, no, fucking don't like that. <laughs> Uh, I don't like that at all, yeah. but I think it, that's a part but of it. I think going back to like the discussion of community and yeah. like direction and stuff. I think, I think one of the things that we've lost again in in the this, this society and whatever, however you want to define that term, um, is really well. I guess it's specifically in 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 a west western context, is that we've really lost like the value of elders. Like we don't. Like there's this really, yeah. there's this really, there's this, a lot of rhetoric in our in our generation about just waiting for the old people to die out and let the young people come in and start you know changing policies because all the old shitty policies are attached to the old people so they'll like just inherently die out when the old people die out and then the young people can, you know, fix it. Um, and I don't I don't like that at all because I was, so I was watching my brother-in-law look after his infant child um my yeah my nephew um and he's a little over one now 14 months something like that um and he's you know he's kind of crawling toddling around picking shit up putting it in his mouth and occasionally he picks something that he shouldn't put in his mouth right so they're fairly lenient he chews on sticks and rocks and stuff but like um, As any man should. <laughs> well, I mean, one year old man. But sometimes he picks. He's like, you can't. That's not a good thing. Yeah. To put in your mouth, and it's like, you know, he's like, no, you can't put that in your mouth, and like starts trying to pull it away. Like obviously, the, he's a kid, so like he's not gonna like internalize. Be like, oh. Um, I mean, he's getting there. He's, yeah. he's He's old enough to generally understand like good and bad responses. Um. But. Uh, it's like I was I was thinking and looking about like how like oh you, like I'm trying to verbalize to this child that this thing could seriously hurt him but he's not understanding. Yeah. And then I picture that and then I picture a parent talking to their like 15-year-old kid who's starting to get into shit and like doing dumb shit that could get himself hurt. And it's like no, like I Look, I know I've been your age, but like the thing is like I've been alive for longer than you and have gone through these experiences. So I'm trying to share this wisdom with you. And the 15 year old's like, no, I don't want to. And then you can, so you can keep looking at that as you get older, right? There's always someone older than you and someone being older doesn't necessarily mean they're wiser than you, but they do just inherently have more lived experience. Yeah. Um, So I think there's always value to talking with talking to someone who is older than you and, you know, has, has, uh, has some wisdom. That's why I talk to you. <laughs> uh, well, I think I, I I don't think people like don't listen to older people at all. I mean, I think it's and I know obviously that's not what you're saying either. But like, 
and there is a sense that it's like oh you know baby boomers you know there's that whole the whole kind of okay thing. boomer I, I hated that there's the whole kind of identity you know identity politics just being applied to our ages as well but uh, i find it interesting how like most in, in the u.s especially in the u.s but like it's mainly extremely old people that are running the country and that they get voted in as well it's not like and it's not like there aren't necess- there aren't young candidates who they couldn't vote for it's just so it's kind of interesting to me and i think part of it is honestly like a sense that older people like it's because someone's older it like they're more connected with the past almost and there's almost this sense especially in the u.s of like a a loss like it's almost like you i don't think this is like a conscious thought but i think people do kind of feel in a sense like make america kind of, great again yeah kind, there are kind of is like this kind of like oh like we can't trust the younger people because they don't know like they don't they're not authentic kind of, almost like there's almost this i don't know i don't know exactly what it is and, I, and part of it is to be is honest to be honest it's just like the corruption and american politics and nepotism and blah 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 blah, blah. but like it's just something i kind of think about because inter- yeah. you don't really have that in uh, most other countries um i mean obviously usually politicians are a little older but not like 75 to like <laughs> 95 you know yeah, which it's makes like, no sense <laughs> yeah and i mean like what you were saying though it's like about raising a kid it's you do have more life experience as a parent or as someone who's older, but also you don't have their life experience. I mean, you don't have their life experience and you're also older. So you're not because of the pace of our technological change, you don't necessarily know what's better just because you're older. Like, yeah, putting things in your mouth as a one year old, but like when you're 15 years old, it's like, you know, like when, if, if we have kids and our kids, let's say we all had kids right yeah. now, they'd be 15. We're going to be 40 in our, well, I don't know how old you are, but 23. we're going to be like late thirties, early forties. Who knows what the world's going to look like at that? Like, we're not even going to, yeah. I don't even really understand. Like my cousin is 15 actually. And I was just talking, I hardly talk with them, but I was talking with them. I don't even really know what to talk to. Like, it's like, what do you even like? There's so much disconnect, yeah. not just because of the age, but because of the, he lives in a different city. And so, you know, it's like, but it's like not it shouldn't really be that hard to just like talk to you know but it's like yeah. it feels like what do you like because his interests are kind of different it's like well i don't see him so i don't know what he does but then you can't really understand what it's like to be a 15 year old in 2021 when you're not because it's like especially with covid and all this all crazy shit going yeah. on that like i don't know i don't really know what the point of that <laughs> all those points were but like there were words yeah and someone <laughs> probably understood them i think i did a little bit, I hope. Well, I think... They were kind of... They're just separate points, yeah. I guess. But. I think that that kind of leads into something that I, I, I think about a lot. And just, like, the disconnected techno- technology is created, like, in between people. Like, the ability to uh, form... So, one of the... Not one of them. Some of the side effects of social media and general technology addiction are... Um, anxiety depression obviously um forming romantic like forming romantic relationships much much later in life um general um risk avoidance um much later uh like getting a driver's license much later i don't get that part thing because all those these all these things stack right yeah i know like they all they're all like intertwined with each other it's not as important to get a i mean it depends where you live but it's not as important to get a car now because it's like in the past it's like well fuck i need to get a car so i can get out of my house and see my friends and stuff but if you live in the city and or not you're not even in the city i mean that's part of it if you live in the city it's not as important but if you 
Otherwise, you could just just call them. I mean, even I remember when I was, like, in my especially early teen, you know, you'd, like, call someone's house. So that, that you'd be like, oh, is is my friend there? That's kind of what I was leading up to is one, one one of the problems is that because of how easy it is for people to communicate without any barrier, young people no longer or now have much less requirement to yeah. interact with adults. You know, before when you were a kid, you had to call someone's house and their parent, their mom or their dad would answer and be like, Oh, you know, hi, Mrs. Smith, you know, is Johnny home? Right. So you'd like have to make small, or, yeah, you knock on their door on a Saturday, like 10 o'clock, like, Hey, can we play stuff like, like there was that interaction there. And now for like, just text them. Now there's just that, 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 that level is removed. So like I, I mean I can't imagine how terrifying it is to just never really know what your who your kid is talking to and what they're doing, like. But I think I think that like really. I think that that is one of the many issues is that like, you know, we, we we're talking about like the family unit yeah. and like the shrinking of the family unit and like, you know. As technology has ramped up, the age of like childhood has drastically increased right i mean there there's a specific way that childhood is measured like i'm specifically thinking from a biological lens such Um, as um, i know i took biology but like how dropped out like how long how how long how long an animal relies on their parents to keep them alive Mm, like you know like some large cats they'll keep their kids around for a couple of years before they let them go right Mm. um and uh apes and primates in general have like just massively long childhood like i think orangutans have like 15 year childhoods yeah like like just massive time scales huge compared to most other animals yeah um uh, and it's just it's just drastically gotten so much longer and if you even like if you look i mean obviously child labor laws are important thing but you look like people like kids would be working with adults when they were 12 Right, yeah, and that, that would, which you know, I would argue maybe isn't the best thing, because well, let, let's. The, I mean, our idea of work is again, it's like part of our categorization of things. Where it's like, okay, this is your work time, this is your gym time, this is your relaxation time. But like, it just to survive before people would have to work. You know, you'd be six. Like when my grandma was, you know, like five or six, she'd have to go out and milk goats up in the mountains because she was the oldest sibling and she'd have to like take care of her little siblings and feed them and do all kinds of stuff from like a very very young age and that was work technically I mean, just but they needed the family needed that because that's otherwise they wouldn't survive so it was totally different now it's like you don't have to do anything to survive until you're like for a lot of people until they're like in their 20s you can just coast by you know so it's it's very it's much changed, but, but part of that, like yeah. when you were saying about kids not having to, like they can just text their friends or they don't have to deal with adults. It's like the, the thing is, and this is, doesn't just apply to kids, this applies to us too and, and everyone really, but like the social cost of communication of friendship is so much lower now because it's just, it's just, it's like meaningless. Like to, for me to con- to text you, Liam, it's like all, or to contact you, all I do is press a couple of buttons and it's like send it. So in a way it's so easy to do it, but also there's no cost to it there's no commitment there's no investment so it's like easy easy to get in contact with you but also easy to just completely break that contact because there isn't that same kind of investment i mean obviously there's other ways that you make friends with someone and you have that kind of investment but like there's less 
in a sense there and it's kind of and this is related to like kids working with their family because there's less connect like you don't really have community unless you're kind of relying on people that's the thing about the all dance community it's like we use this word community for everything now but it's like are you relying you're relying on them to dance with them and have a good time or something or you're kind of relying on someone to go to the gym with them or make music with them or something but like communities are are not born just out of like oh this is a fun thing to do it's like kind of necessity it's like you have to work together as a family or as a town or as this thing to do these things we need you and then that gives you kind of a meaning as well and and you learn things from these people so you share similar traits things you're like oh well you know so and so taught me how to chop wood and i'm going to do it that same way because you know and then you kind of share these different things and this kind of web between people and the removal of some you know so there's a lot of cost that you have to work constantly with people you know work what spend time with them so it also then if you left there would be this kind of hole in the network and then also it's not like you just leave and then there's this whole other world necessarily that you can just slide slide into it's like well what would i do if i left but now i have like that's been so thrown out of whack now that so i think it's changed so much i think that might be one of the reasons why um people like having kids so much because it's like really one of the only ways in this modern society that some ever anyone's ever really going to rely on you right yeah any individual yeah i think we feel like we rely i mean and we do it's like the thing is we're we're you know we're talking about independence but like moving out here it's it's a form of independence but not really i mean you flick a light you you know press a tap open you have all this stuff that's just you're dependent on you're dependent on the internet you're dependent on the phone you're dependent on all the whole society around you yes depending on on hundreds of people to keep things running for me Yep. Yeah. So it's. And when it doesn't, I get upset. Why well, I want to get in a car and just drive, but even then, like <laughs> I'm depending on someone that they put the car together right. And or there's gas but stations. But less so than. Yeah. Someone. Yeah. The yeah. roads are clear. But ta- but that's, this is what I remember. I earlier I said like that we don't have an understanding or appreciation of our past, and I think that's one of the things. Like now, there's this idea that the past of Canada, for example, is just these horrible racists that came here and fucked everything up. But it's like, if you think about it, a lot of people came here because they came from places like Europe or Asia where there were there were all these really tight-knit, strict kind of communities and, and things like that. And then you, you kind of came here because like, well, here I can actually just like be the first kind of first person here and like, you know, build this whole thing. And it was, you know, it was extremely uncomfortable yeah. and difficult and you had to rely on yourself a lot and the, the few people you kind of have with you depending on the yeah. the situation i think that there's not really like obviously there's problematic aspects connected with the broader sense but like individual to individual basis it's like just understanding that they lived in this extremely different space like it's not like uh, yeah you know, there's just not really this respect and understanding of what that lifestyle was like and how much there's an idea that we're still it's like okay you know these bad racist things happen and we're still part of that that racist aspect today but there's not this idea that okay these people um developed and had to build this whole society and we're still benefiting and living in that kind of society that they began to build so there's that side and then the other side is just that we don't really there's just just a lack of respect for people in the past and what they went through and like not to not understand how good we have it like that we just have food we just have shitload of food like a ridiculous amount whenever you know most of us obviously there's problems but 
Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's and it's like the fact that I can go to superstore and spend 88 cents on a can of beans and a buck on a can of tuna. Like I didn't have to go fishing. I didn't have to grow those beans and I spent a dollar on it. Are you kidding me? Like for the minimum wage worker in Vancouver, that's like less, that's like four minutes of work. Yeah. Like four minutes of work. Like, that's that's wild. I mean, no, you'd have to. I mean, you'd have to be able to. Even if you say okay, four minutes of work, but you add on a bit because of various things. Even if it's like ten minutes, it's like ten minutes to feed yourself for the entire day, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, like a whole can of beans. Like that. That was like a feast in like the 1600s. <laughs> no, for because you get a can of beans plus tuna. No, that oh. like that's enough food for a day. Oh, yeah. It's not the it best. Is, yeah. And then, like, the other thing, too, is the fact that, like, a lot of the people coming over from, like, obviously, like, the captains of the ships were quite well off. But a lot of the people who were just, like, coming over to for, like, a better life. It was a better life. Life was shit for, like, the majority of people in Europe. Like, people were fucking oppressed. Like, like obviously, some people were more oppressed in Europe than others. Yeah, but that's always the case. Stuff. But, like, everyone... You know, England, it's like London in the 1500s was a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody, Literally. Like nobody was happy in London in the 1500s except like the, the elite of the elite. Like this, this whole like this isn't new. The idea that there's these elite people it's just there's more money in the world for the elite to have. There's more money for everybody to have. Like, yeah. Too, like, like, look I, at I, I don't know if I would agree, though, that people weren't. I don't know if there's necessarily an increase in happy i don't and i don't think happiness is the best way to measure the kind of success of a person or a society but i don't know necessarily i mean i think there's there's probably some variations like i think now we're in a generally a lower period of, of kind of happiness or contentness but so that could be the case in 1500s but i i point? also don't think that happiness is only co- correlated with the kind of mm. material success of of certain people and i don't know you probably well no it's, it's not way, just but. that it's just like um like people just didn't have food like food was yeah. potato famine guys like it, it's just like yeah. it, it was like it the, the, the like i i genuinely think that like i mean i and i don't think anybody anyone anyone who is even moderately aware of what the world is and what history is what ever disagree that right now is the best time to be alive at least where we are yeah you know in a sense yeah like ge- geographically and temporally like this like like how the hell did i get to live here you know like with with all the hundreds of millions billions of people who lived before me like yeah. i'm a, I, like there were yeah people like i i you know like learning about old like um you know Central American cultures like the Aztecs and the Mayans, and you'd you'd have people like maybe this wasn't maybe this was in Africa. I remember it was oh you would you would know this James, but like people would work like twelve hour days doing this, like just like padding bread or like you know just you know they, they, there were some there were there were cities that had like these in, industrial systems put into place yeah um, that like like fast food fast food was the thing before yeah. Uh, okay, like it's currently ago. like what? I don't know if we want to tell the listeners the time, but it's pretty late. Yeah. And if I wanted to go get food right now, I could literally just drive or walk to a restaurant. Not a restaurant, but a fast food restaurant. Still counts. Um, and get a burger. Yeah, and even even like there's a 24-hour A&W that's probably got 
half hour walk from here. That's that you could so walk quick. in that you don't have to drive through. That you could literally just walk into and buy something. Yeah. yeah. And like, man, you tell someone that 600 years ago. You have food and it's just there? Yeah. Wait, I don't need to go out and get it? Bread, meat, pickles, lettuce, tomatoes. Wait, meat? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't have to kill a lamb for it? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do any murdering. You can you can wash your hands of that. Yeah. yeah. For all you know, there's no murder at all. Yeah. There's it's no animal, there's that's no just animal food. involved. That's, that's just, just a burger food. patty. Yeah. yeah, that's not even an animal. It's, it's belly... Yeah. Belly stuff now. Um, well, I think I think there's also there's this particular way of us measuring a kind of success because I agree with everything you just said, but also there's another way you can look at it though and say, okay, oh, we have food, and that's obviously extremely important. Yeah. And and I obviously I have a huge bias here, and I you know I don't and I anyway. What's your bias? That I have food all the okay. time, so I don't really <laughs> know what it's like yeah. to starve. You know, you should just but, not eat for like five days. It's still different, but yeah, yeah it I is. Mean, that's but no, it does help because now it becomes th- a choice. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. true. That's a good point. Um, but there's, you know, we're saying like, oh, like you know, a hundred years ago, or whatever, you know, and not even, not even today, you know, people don't have food. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other people might look at this, you know, like Liam, you're just like, oh, look where I like this, you know, amazing space I have. But other people might look at this and be like, you're alone. You know, you live <laughs> on your own. You don't know anybody in this on this street and there's people who live in a whole city and they don't know anybody they only know a kind of a couple people or you know so people might look at that and be like what the, like you don't have a family you know and like and i'm not saying that that's kind of an example but there's people who like don't interact or hardly interact with their family at all or you know yeah so it's like a whole different oh you don't have a family you don't have a, a you know a, a church or you know some kind of community or something people might look at that and be like like that's a that's a massive loss or the kind of spiritual familial poverty in in a sense that i think a lot of people have so there's that's another way of of looking at it and and i think like you're saying you know a lot of people seem to agree now it's nowadays that there's this kind of oh i feel like shit oh yeah me too you know kind of thing and this unease and anxiety and stuff so like we're materially very wealthy fat and happy and wealthy but is, is that the is that necessarily the best way to go and also the thing is we're in the last couple of years we're less materially well you know there's now we're introducing like constant supply line supply chain issues you know there's actual ideas that oh i can't just buy whatever i want now because it'll be sold out or you know even yeah, with food, yeah. Well, yeah no, things like that, that. Like, yeah, i know but i'm thinking about my chicken wings at the super and even even damn like there's no chicken wings what the hell like the fact that i even have that thought is like that's what I was gonna say. Also, because our we're we're so adaptable, like we we're so used to our environments that because we're raised in this extremely soft, easy environment, that we get yeah. You might be like fuck, like I'm so hungry. There's nothing to eat. You open the fridge, even though there yeah. is technically, but you know it's like fuck. I don't want to get this. And it's like so. Te- if you think about it, well, you're not happy. You're angry, even yeah. though really you kind of. Sh- but you are. The fact is that you are. People maybe who don't normally have food, they're not gonna suddenly be angry from opening a. F- a fridge full of food or they might they won't face they might kind of be hungry but they're not going to be that same kind of angry maybe because they're more used to that so it's like so that's it's, that's, a, it's like we don't appre- like having a lot of things doesn't mean you necessarily appreciate that i think that's something we don't we definitely don't do in our society like at all like appreciate what you have appreciate 
what you could have appreciate what you can do to take responsibility for there's this idea that like you just point fingers you just place blame anywhere else on another generation but that's because that's because person, you, you've or... been raised in a world where everybody else is always taking care of you right like we said like hundreds of people are running the show and you just have to coast and that's the thing i think about a lot is like generally like there's a poverty line that if you drop below is really hard to get above but it's like not easy to drop below that poverty line like there's a fair amount of like opportunity to stay above it you know as long you know you just need to show up um uh but like i mean what what you're talking about is very much a recurring theme in this podcast of like getting outside of your comfort zone um and just doing stuff that makes you uncomfortable so that you can appreciate the things that we do have um you know and that there's so many people who do not ever step out of the comfort zone and instead whenever things do not go the way even if that means they're hungry and what they want to eat isn't in the fridge um they start getting angry um you know oh there's no food um there's nothing to eat um which is kind of like that being said the, when know. i was at when i lived at my parents house i had a friend over who was like a, a hungry university student and my parents were out of town and i was i was like he's like oh man what kind of food do your parents have i'm like not much, man. He's like, I bet you I can figure something out. And he walks in the pantry and he stands there for a minute. And it's a walk-in pantry. So he's like, he's like, shit, there's no food in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, very much like that. Like w one of the things that I noticed about, like obviously like, backpacking can be like a, a kind of intense endeavor with like highs and lows. Like, oh, God, it's... It feels like it's 37 degrees out. And you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're, I'm, I got 35, and we're hiking 21 kilometers today, and I got like yeah. 30 pounds of stuff on my back. And whoa, but then you get all the beautiful views. But like, then you get home, and suddenly, like for the first time in six days, you, there's just a tap that you can open up, and there's water. Like you don't have to think about where you're going to get your next water from. And even just that makes you appreciate it so much more. Yeah. Like just even not even a six days, like one day, even yeah. like like even like a day hike. Like oh, this is nice. Like you come home, you have a shower, like a hot yeah. shower, and you're just like, oh, this is so nice. But yeah. if you hadn't done that hike, you're not really going to appreciate it as <laughs> so much. Which is yeah, yeah. But I was going to say like the idea that we have we're taken care of. And that we kind of throw tantrums from things that aren't really that big of a deal is a, another sign of our kind of infantilization. You know, it's kind of like a childlike Just thing the, the to long, kind of freak out. Childhood. And, yeah. Well, that's something I think about too a lot is like, um, uh, what is it? Um, pedomorphic traits, which. Maybe maybe pedomorphic traits are more specific to actually physical characteristics, but I think you could you, you discuss pedomorphic traits in the term of in the sense of um, behaving in a childish way. Wait, so, can I get a definition on pedomorphic? Uh, childish. Okay, cool. Like childlike. Okay. So like you know babies are short and fat and chubby and they yeah. got soft round faces. That would and be it's hard to break them. Um, you can't break a baby; they just bounce back. Yeah. Um, they're like slinkies. Uh, everyone laughs when they fall down the stairs. But like, so you look at you look at animals, and you look at let's say let's say dogs. Yeah. Right. You get a puppy, and that dog, even once they're no longer a puppy, they're still very playful and excited, and they kind of behave in a way that maybe an adult wild dog wouldn't. 
you know maybe an adult wild dog would break out into play occasionally but it's like i've got these things to do there's things that need to be done i don't have because play evolved as a thing to um and you can see this across oh. all across all animals pretty much play is a thing that young animals do and child animals do to train the parts of their brain and body that need to be trained so that they can be successful as adults like even things that's for in, in humans things as simple as tag you're chasing and you're running right and those things feel good because we have evolved parts of our brain to receive endorphins when you're doing those things right and then as you get older you stop doing those things um but there's also very much like as you are given a situation where you no longer have to worry about those things you never really lose those pedomorphic traits right you never really like you you still just want to you we have all this free time like if you consider 40 hours a week out of however many hundreds of hours there are in a week you know there's there's still a lot of free time and we there there's like an aspect of playing and being silly and like psychologically i think people are still play, like people stay silly now right like there's the you know when we were younger it's like you know grow up you know but now that's just you don't you just don't really hear that anymore um yeah now it's like people do things that get like kids do more sort of still like you know like there's a whole disney thing yeah. it's like you know even the idea of i don't know if it's more than the past though but i i, I see you know so you 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 give you give any animal because it's with dogs with cats too like they just sleep all the time and they play and they'll play well into their adult years um but the thing that i think then becomes missing in humans is they have the time to play they do not need to grow up because they no longer need to hunt their food they no longer need to sleep in shifts to keep their eye out for predators they don't need to do all these things that have evolved to give us dopamine rewards that we did as kids and then as we're old when you become older and you go and you hunt and you kill that deer and you get that huge and you're providing for your family we don't do that anymore once we're adults even though we have the time so that's when that that anxiety and that depression and that angst starts to build up i think this is also there's a i don't know i agree but i think there's we also shouldn't um, uh, like de-emphasize that's not the right word the work that we do do nowadays like just because you oh you're just sitting there on the computer doesn't necessarily mean it's not hard I, work so I'm not I'm like not talking yeah but I'm not there, there are parts of our brains that have evolved to make us feel good and people aren't tapping into that mm-hmm. but that's what but in a, in a sense yeah I agree with that but in a sense it's not that we're like that's kind of worse than isn't it? like it's it's harder than sitting there in this antisocial environment of sitting on it. First of all, sitting, just sitting all day in a chair in this technically unnatural position, you know, and, and all the social interactions, like answering emails and writing and, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's, I don't know. I, I and the, the work is harder. Yeah. Like it's, well, it's hard in a different way. It's, well, it's, it's, hard not as, it's not as rewarding, I think, as a huge thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's not like, yeah, maybe, yeah, physically it was way harder for like almost universal. Well, but still people are still killing their bodies. Like, my neck's been hurting for, like, the last, like, week. And it's like, why? But, you know, like, people are, like, just, just like, sitting there. It's not good for us. But physically it might be harder. But it's more rewarding to actually, like. You can see the results. Yeah. You can see what you've done. 
Well, that, yeah. That's... Whereas, like, when you like when you're responding to an email, you just sent an invisible thing to someone else yeah. that's not and there. And you never see them enjoy it or whatever. You know, yeah. you never see them experience it. And you also, you know, if you build something, you build a chair or whatever, well, you're going to see your sister or whatever use that chair for some period yeah. of time. You know, you're going to actually see it be used. You're going to see... You're gonna feel validated every time you see that chair. You you're like, I chair. built that shit. You know, I'm... it's not like now when you send some email to somebody you quite likely have never met before, you don't even know what they look like. You know, it's a whole different thing. So yeah, we're not really tapping into those. Well, I think I think that's why some people get so hooked to like hunting and fishing, right? Because that's that's like the most primal thing. And hiking, even, you, know? you know, walking for a really long time with a couple people, you know. Yeah. Like if like my, my theory is like, so when I, I talked about this on like one of my first ever podcasts, when you're walking and talking to someone, the, the conversation is almost universally better than when you're just sitting. Right. And you can, you can walk for hours and talk to somebody. Yeah. And um, first of all, obviously you're walking, your legs are pumping, your muscles are pumps, mm -hmm. it's pumping more blood and, and more oxygen to your brain. So your brain's firing better. But also, I genuinely and I genuinely believe, genuinely believe that there was an evolutionary advantage to being able to talk for a long time while you're walking. Yeah. Because you would be, people walk for days and weeks and months, and I mean sometimes they'd be on horseback. Uh, that was our greatest physical strength compared to other animals. Was yeah. just our stamina, just the ability to keep going. We could yeah. just keep walking. Yeah. And uh, uh, I can't remember where I was going with that. Well, somewhat related to that, I was gonna say because you said earlier about like yeah. people. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I was just like, the, 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 you know, there's 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 value to these things, and that I mean, for me, a lot, like just walking and talking to someone for like a very long time, or just sitting here and having conversations with you, with you guys is just like, you know, that that's very much like how many people do you know have sat down at a table, you know, maybe they do with their family during like yeah. holidays, but they just sit yeah. down with their friends. No phones, face to face, one on one, maybe two or three people, like maybe three people. A couple of people. Like, how many people actually sit down and do that for hours? And, you know, just yeah. like. Well, a lot of people don't do that regular. Like, I don't. Granted, I'm doing this with a podcast, so it's like, I don't know, you could call that a little weird, but. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same thing. It's not like we're. Hmm. Well, okay, the reason we're doing this with a podcast, though, in a lot of ways, is because. Just talking and hanging out with your friends. Like I think that nowadays there's a sense that like you have to be doing something productive all the time. So like just sitting here and talking, it's like it, you know that it's good really to you know make friends and have social contacts and talk about things. But it's like it's kind of abstract. It's like oh well if we're doing it, you know it's like oh it's kind of a thing now. It's like this I've done. Look I can I can click on this thing and show it as a as a piece of labor that we worked on sort of it like changes the dynamic yeah so i mean so, it I mean, feels for, like i'm not wasting for, time for, shooting the shit for yeah. for, for, for me Basically. personally um my i mean there, there's always a small sliver in my mind that like i want to make money doing the things that i enjoy doing and the only way to do that is by recording it right yeah but um, you to my sense is like if you you have to be doing what you like but i also like doing this like i love production production is something it doesn't feel like work to me when i'm making yeah. videos and editing videos i just drop into a flow state within minutes of starting and i can do it for hours yeah i can get i can get locked into editing a video for five or six hours and time just passes away let's see that okay this is links to what i was gonna say again like a minute ago <laughs> yeah. what i was gonna say earlier is because earlier you said about people working like 12 hours to like 
do something. You know, yeah. people do that now. They sit in a factory and they put socks on a thing for like 16 hours, <laughs> um, which is f- fucking horrible. You know, it's a, that's off. That's abysmal. But you said that, and that's so it's true that people do and that people did. But also, like, it's not like in the there's a lot of evidence that you know, like hunt, so-called hunter gatherers and whatever they would, you know, like be running for their lives all day hunting and gathering shit and then all that kind of stuff but it's like there's a lot of evidence actually that they didn't really do that that much yeah. it wasn't really they do it for like a few hours a day maybe and that was it and and partially it's like what is work you know it's like yeah maybe maybe they are like kind of following the tracks of some animal for five five or six hours or, or more even or for like multiple days for a long period of time it's like that's kind of work but also maybe it's it's not real like it, it is but it's also kind of like well it's walking and talking it's just what you do and yeah and it's kind of walking and talking and it's and it's rewarding and it's you know it's a different kind of, so it's not necessarily like people were always unhappy or something doing that i mean the question though is like well if people well i don't think anybody why, in the didn't, modern keep, era. why didn't people keep do like why do people keep wanting to change their lives all of, like that's like the story of humanity is people are constantly a little unhappy and they're like changing I think that's the human condition though I think we're stuck being a little unhappy (laughs) because that's the only way we'll continue to strive for more to improve and to make the world uh, a better place better place meaning for us not for the world itself Um, and that's that's why we keep feeling this little slight unhappiness or this slight unease or this idea of maybe there's something better out there. Grass is greener. Yeah. Because that's what we were trained to do because if we didn't do that when we were ancient times, whatever, um, we would have just died out because what's the point, right? We have our little thing. We, We eat enough. We're okay. But we never want okay. We want... Yeah. best kind of but also like yeah i don't know i don't really know exactly yeah I don't know. I, but it's, it's just, just like theory. on the one hand yeah like maybe yeah. every single person or most people are vast you know or the vast majority of people or the vast majority of highly productive people are like let's do this better let's be faster let's yeah. be whatever but maybe but there's also like a lot of taboos in general in, in societies now as before that kind of limit people and partially they're kind of rules that make sense you know like and it might not seem like it makes sense at first but when you kind of think through it, it's like oh you know um yeah we shouldn't you know overfish or whatever. so you know you don't fish during a flood or for example you know like different kind of taboos yeah. or like social taboos might seem like it doesn't make sense but they kind of have these rewards but partially some of them may just be people controlling others and kind of keeping people down and there is a sense like when i look around me it's like do i really see most people as like people constantly actually trying to make things better i don't know get up a little closer on that mic oh yeah get a little closer (laughs) just a little bit it's not active betterness it's this active feeling of an ease meaning we should be doing something else or something Something different yeah or something more so it's not that people actually do that thing it's that we feel that sense of ease or the when yeah. we were talking about traveling, it's a sense of um, what was that? Novelty. Newness, novelty that we seek. Mm-hmm. It's because of that 
little bit of unease that we sort of have to keep going in a direction yeah. and trying different directions. That doesn't mean everyone does it because some people just will sit in that unease and then they'll get anxious and then they'll yeah. get depressed. Well, novelty is, is one of the, the things like searching find and finding novelty is one of, one of, one of the treatments for depression and anxiety. Bam, bitch! I knew like science backed me it's, up it's, somewhere. It's literally like yeah. it, it, you can you when you read those lists of like how to you know hand, how to handle depression. It's like find novelty, even in the t- tiniest things, what whatever that may be. Um, you just gotta find novelty because yeah. that's again that's what that's what our brains are geared towards. Well, I think you kind of have to find novelty before novelty finds you because the world is not going to stay the same. Things oh, yeah, are going to change. The, the only thing that's change. constant is change. Yeah, so it's like people also, I think, like, what if it might yeah. also just be people have to, uh, people want to make things better. They want to, they have this desire because they kind of know that it, they're going to have to do it whether they want to or not someday or another. And I, and I don't know, from what I see, it's like people kind of change when they have to change. It's not, people aren't that proactive. So also, you know, maybe we changed our social and economic system so much, partially out of necessity, not because it was like, oh, fuck this lifestyle, let's do this. But like, because, you know, the way they were living suddenly didn't work anymore. There was, you know, landscape changes, some river cut across their land and there was some flooding happened. species went extinct, yeah. or, you know, all kinds of things like that um, could happen or there was a drought or whatever, you know, it's, so then it's, they had to develop technology to deal with that. And then once you have something, it's like people don't really give things up. They're not like, oh, you know what? The weather has gone back to how it was 20 years ago. Let's get rid of all these tools now. Like, so people kind of keep up with things and then eventually you've kind of ended up here. But saying that if, if it was an anthropologist listening would be like, oh, you know, that's very deterministic and evolutionary. But I don't know. I'm not saying that's what it yeah. necessarily But there's, you know, there's a possibility that that's how we end up. No, it makes sense. Because things do happen and then we do have to change or we die. Right. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons why humans are so you know so prolific is because yeah. a we're super duper adaptable and b what are the, we're generalist specialists yeah so there's there's two 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 different forms of um survival there's generalist survival where you can just kind of survive off of anything so think raccoons coyotes they can really rats. They can put, put them in any situation they'll probably <laughs> find a way to survive well, yeah. rat, rats live on humans, right? You don't see a lot of rats in the wild. This is true. You see mice in the wild. There's lots of mice in the wild, but not so much rats. Yeah. Um, or it's the other way around in the city. Like, there, there are some mice, but it's mostly rats. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then there's specialists, right? Creatures that have... So, oh, Creatures that have selected, the, selected very specific niches Bird, to fill finch. that nobody else Finch. Has yeah. Um, so... Thank you. Um, <laughs> Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, well, Finch, Fuck. Finch, Finch, kind of, but even, even, yeah. even, even further um, specialists like a penguin. A penguin is a specialist. It's a very uh, specific niche that they fill yeah. that no other animal has filled. Um, or e- even a polar bear. Um, you know, even just generally Arctic animals. Um, uh, whereas as humans are kind of in the middle. Yeah. They're both like. We can, James, like, as an anthropologist. <laughs> no, I was just going to, like, I'm just thinking about this. So, like, are we becoming specialists now, though, in our own? Well, well no, okay, because, okay. because we're generalist specialists, 
anybody can probably do just about anything right so you can become very specialized in one yeah. one you can become very specialized in one specific thing but that one specific thing could be just about anything whereas a specialist animal can only really do one thing to survive right yeah no i i mean i definitely understand the distinction between that but i feel like the diversity of humanity is like the way we live is so much less than it used to be so much less i mean people generally live in environments like this now where you're you know fully sheltered um you know different levels of kind of temperature control and you have electricity and that's kind of stuff. people used to live in like wildly different environments if you took someone who grew up in the arctic and put them in the sahara or you put them in the mississippi valley or you put them in all kinds of places like they would they would have to it would be so radically different but you could t put me in all kinds of places where humans live like obviously you could put me in the amazon still and what but it's like generally even people there it's like they live in a house that i would kind of recognize as a house it's not like you're living a in dwelling. an igloo versus like a mud thatched hut versus a yeah. cave versus you know or versus a nomadic lifestyle where you roam thousands of kilometers every year it's it's very different so we're kind of used to this type of environment now as a species in a way and if you took this all away like we've we're living, like you're hard. saying rats live off of humans but humans live off of other humans in a way that we didn't really before because we used to live off of, like with other humans we'd work together but now it's like we oh, live like other yeah humans People that provided all this for us they built this place they provide the electricity it. all this kind of and we someone we maintains sort of the water system tax or yeah. whatever but it's like yeah it's a very different relationship so we're we're kind of building this environment that you need a f large range of people to take part in, but a s still huge minority of people that actually work in those areas. And then, so yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's something I think about often is like, what are the, like, what happens when the lights go out? Dude, we sit there, like, I read a book. Like you sit down and it's like, it's like, well, I guess I'll just wait till the lights come back on. But you know, after, <laughs> after a couple of days, it starts getting weird. You give it people start and that that community community size rapidly drops. Like maybe you'll get along with your neighbors. Like if suddenly if suddenly the lights went out and they just didn't come back on, what what's happening? Really? I kinda I think it would increase. Food actually. goes bad real fast when you don't have a fridge. Yeah, but I think that our our Really you think so? Because the flooding in Abbotsford has shown that people are beating the shit out of each other inside Walmart. <laughs> like, I didn't know that. Yeah, I but, knew everything was empty. But what I mean is, we don't. We yeah, we were not. We're not going to be. But as why, polite. why? That's the thing. Everyone's going out and buying everything for me, 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 me. Yeah. Like there's no, like. That's. The, yeah. I, the, I think. Well. Well, my my family. Like I doubt they're buying it. For, like maybe they're buying it for the neighbors, but they might also be buying it for you know their maybe their extended family or something. But like. No, most likely. At the same time, it's not. There's. It's not a community thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but when do you? When the fuck do you ever buy groceries for your neighbor? Well, that's that's the you're point. never gonna do. Well, you that's might, the point. You might do that. The though, light, if the that's power the thing. We out. we live in this world where the power goes out, and suddenly, like, we don't have we don't have those connections or those that motivation to look after other people that aren't our own direct kin. But what I mean is, like, I see what I see what you mean, and of course, that that's gonna happen. But I think that actually, like, yeah, we maybe we're not gonna be polite with a thousand random people like we are now, but you're gonna be forced to either. Form, form like a group of yeah like 10 or 20 people to survive so you can or fight everyone else off 
No, that's yeah, over, the, like I think what yeah. you're saying is true, but maybe then after a long enough period, like, yeah, maybe after three or four days, people are gonna kind of be like, oh fuck, like, you know. But then after a long enough period where the like power just doesn't come on, where people are gonna be forced to live to work together to survive at that point. And I and I think even after a few days of that though, it's still kind of you might be like, oh, there's no power, so you might have again be forced to go to your neighbor's house, knock on the door, and be like, hey, like, do you have a flashlight? We don't have a flashlight. Things like that, you know, you actually start to be forced to meet people who are around you because the internet's not working. Or, then you, you realize know. you gave away your last flashlight and you're like, fuck, <laughs> fucked up, fucked well, up. Well, I've been thinking about this with these floods because, like, I don't have an earthquake preparation thing, yeah. which I really should have. You know, it's like, really, if, you know, you should have that store of water and food. And well, my, my mom always stuff, had one but... of those big blue bins, you know, the rolly ones that they used Damn. to, like, filled with... You know, earthquake preparedness, water, water treatment tablet. And I was, I was looking completely, well, large, the un- largely unrelated. I was listening to a podcast on this guy talking about what he has in his, like, bug out box. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got, like, I've got MREs and I've got, like, full Tyvek suits for me and my kids. I've got, like, <laughs> gas masks and stuff. I'm like, you're preparing for a nuclear apocalypse. And that's what not, or, like, a nuclear or a zombie <laughs> apocalypse. And those aren't the thing. You need water. Yeah. You need food. Like, my mom always had, like, a like a, like a little a thing of chocolate bars just for, like, habit, board games. Just <laughs> shit to, like, make you feel good. Right? You don't, like, not gnawing on military rations. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you need <laughs> snacks. You need something to keep you going. Like most, you most stimulus. like canned foods gonna dried food is gonna last a really long time. And dried food, you can, you know, you, you can have an enjoyable meal that's been dried for years. Yeah. Right. Like lentils. In, lentils. Lentil stew, backpacking, man. <laughs> Dehydrated lentils. Lentil yeah. soup, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Yeah, I, I always grew up with one of those, and every every year or so, my mom would pull it out, and she had a sheet that says what expires, when she had all the expiry dates, and she'd come out and pull it all out, and then we oh, that's cool. Eat like, oh, the, this jerky's gonna expire. Let's eat all this jerky in the next few days, and then she get another one and drop it in. Yeah, that aspect of your family is, I I don't know, I feel like is pretty unusual, though. I think a lot of things about your family are relatively <laughs> yeah. unusual. Not that people don't have those kids. I think you know people do, but just I don't know. A lot of the that whole kind of outdoor side of your of your family, the adventure side. The, um, I I like to think of it as a as a very well, I don't know, maybe self aware or very aware, not self aware, aware, cognizant of the fact of, 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 of the world yeah. and what feels good and what we like to do and what's what's of value. I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah. Well, they they you're you're. I mean, I've barely or never really met your parents, or but it seems like they're they're more they're kind of conscious, like um, what's the word? It's okay. Participants like sp- like thinking. Oh, um. like kind of like I said, people don't think so much about like kind of they seem like people who think a little more about. The world the future kind of i don't know like yeah and the kind of the i really I threw a I word out there i mean the future is the world you know it's the world in the future it's okay yeah. i don't know so i can take the hell and i think that you're uh you you want to conduct yourself in a very similar manner as the way in which you were raised <laughs> which i think is which a lot of us do i think but you're also very conscious about that i feel like <laughs> like you're very much like well this is 
seems like the right way to live. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone who isn't living this way is wrong. I don't know. (laughs) They're just not a man. Yeah. I mean, get out there and get away from running water for a few days. Collect water that's dripping off the side of a rock because it's so delicious. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So I am thinking about wrapping up here soon. Um, One of the things I wanted to talk about earlier that I wrote down here um, is... Uh, we kind of passed over this. I can't remember exactly what the segue that made me thought about this was, was the, um, seeing the world in different lenses through different lenses and like how everybody has their own lens that they see the world in. Yeah. And that's not something I really realized uh, until recently when I was walking along the beach with Ilya and like, I kind of, I kind of always knew this, but I never really like really thought about it. And just like, the fact that I see the world through a very bio, like uh, overarching scientific, but through like biological lens and ecological lens. Oh, you scientists, um, I know. The way, you know, just the way the way things interact with each other is all has always even like obviously my education has very much directed that, but even before that, it was always very much like the way nature interacts with nature. Yeah has always been and the way things interact with nature and and the implications of nature on the world has always been the lens and the world on nature has always been the lens that i've seen the world through and then just considering that that's such a a major driver for the decisions in my life um and just considering the way like the the lens that other people see the world through and you know the fact that maybe not a lot of people actually think about that yeah um because i didn't not until recently like if i like you you obviously see the, see the world through a like a anthropological um so, uh, so cultural lens i would say is that too much of a i don't really know what i would say what about you Devin? i don't fucking know yeah <laughs> i just i like i read a lot of philosophy books so i think about things like in that manner more than science, actually, which is surprising. But when you when when you when you see something, when you hear about something, when you experience something, is there like a filter that that runs through? No, it's more like curiosity about like, oh, how does that work? Or why is that like that? Or sometimes it's just like, okay, cool. And then it's just stored away. Maybe yeah. there's just not a lot of people. I out mean, there. I mean, for me, what I meant was I don't know what the word would be exactly. Not that I don't know. I guess mm. what the lens is, but I don't know how I describe it, even. But yeah, I guess, yeah, kind of cultural, ma- kind of like somewhere the macro and the micro, but not much in between. Sort of in terms of like, like it's like kind of <laughs> massive cultural and societal movements and ideas, and and not just cultural, but like geographic because they're related. And then the kind of micro, like how those instantiate within individuals and their personalities, sort of. And then all the variety, because you can easily hop from the macro side to like generalizing, like, oh, well, everybody who's, you know, Korean or whatever is like this, which is not fucking you with these Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> but somewhere in there, I guess, would be one, one answer, but I'd have to think about it more. I mean, there's so many lenses because we're kind of an agglomeration. Oh, yeah, there, there would be tons of lenses, right? right? Which is cool, though. Because you get different perspectives from each lens, and then you can see. Yeah, but world. I think I think you need to recognize that a people are seeing through things things through different lenses, and b that you're seeing things through a lens. Yeah. And I think a lot of people aren't like I said. I I certainly wasn't cognizant of it. I mean, like yeah. you know, I kind of had an idea that I was very biologically uh, curious, and you know, 
minded person. Um, I was, you know, you, you kind of know that, but you never really think about it and think about that the way that that even just impacts the way you interact with people. Yeah. Right. And the, 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 and the words you use and the fact that like you, you know, there's kind of this expectation that everyone around you sees the lens in the same way that you do. But in all reality, basically no one's going to see the same lens through the same lens that you do. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the challenges of our, but that also keeps things interesting. Well, yeah, yes and no, because what kind of interesting are you looking for? Well, no, you can have <laughs> great discussions because now someone else who sees something differently than you can point something out and you're like, Ab- what the fuck? A- absolutely, Whoa. but you, you need you to, again, get you need to, be, you need to be you need to be open-minded about it. Yeah, that's true. And that's that's, you know, it you know, it, I feel like I'm not asking I, for a lot, but I, yeah, it is. I I don't want to devolve into the discussion of woke culture and stuff like yeah. that but there's always that competition to see who's the most woke and stuff like that right and not just people see the world through different lenses yeah. and like you know I, I i make the joke of how like you know you know don't get angry and pissed off at someone because you don't know the day they've had unless they disagree with you <laughs> right yeah like that's that's very much like a a very leftist vibe you know like yeah you know you know, let people be who they are and, you know, don't, don't, unless they're don't not judge me. them unless they're not, you know, unless they have a different opinion than you do, yeah. which I, is a, also a, 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 a far right issue as well. But they tend to not say like that. They, they tend to not have the like, oh, you know, you never know what kind of day some, you know, you don't tend to hear that kind of rhetoric <laughs> coming from the right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just seeing the world through a different lens. And like, it's something I've talked to a few people now, just like, you know, just take it home mull it over and just think about i think don't think anybody here has the issue of like oh you don't see the same world like you know like i don't think anybody's i don't think anybody ever standing around this table right now is is having problems with discussion but i think that's but we probably generally do agree with each other on things. that's like, true if i suddenly said you know i don't know if i want to get into a specific one but you so, know if i started saying things that were like you really did disagree Hitler with. was good? Yeah, like, let's say I started saying stuff like that, and I was like, oh, actually, you know, and I had some tattoo that you found out that you were like, oh, what the fuck? And I was like, <laughs> just a you know, or I started, or I was, I don't know, all kinds of things, like. Well, I mean, I think, like, we we have a friend that does not, did not get the COVID vaccine, and he's quite, you know, very quite anti-government. Um, I'm pretty anti-government. Um, well, in a, maybe in a different way, I don't know. We need the government. We're opening yeah, up no. cans of worms. Yes. We, we, we need the government or else you get the gravel parking <laughs> yeah, lot. Yeah, no, rule, no, I totally not, agree. The shopping cart rule. Um, but I think ever since, like, you know, like, I don't necessarily agree with him, but in a way, since I I feel like I'm closer to him now because we can actually have dis- discussions where we're not just tuning each other's horn. I can talk about this <laughs> with Deontay. Like, yeah. You know, um, I, I, I do feel a lot closer to him, and, like, I don't agree with him at all, and I think he should – I think you should get, I, you know, I think, you know, the, the, the rhetoric around vaccinations and, um, well, it's not that I don't agree with him at all. He does have good points. Um, but the rhetoric, rhetoric around vaccinations and like, well, you know, it's my body, my choice. And it's like, okay, well, you're, you're making that decision, but you're also willing to possibly get someone else killed. But I mean, out again, cans of worms that I'm not going to, there's a lot of bouncing back and like, <laughs> yeah discussion on that that i'm not good but you know the fact is we we don't necessarily agree with each other on that point but at the same time like the fact that people have been like losing friendships over those 
Like it's yeah. it's it's wild to me, right? Well, I think I think to bring this back a little bit to what we were talking about before on community, it's it's a form of it's becoming a form of identity yeah. and a kind of community thing. You know, you can kind of like let's say you don't get back if you don't get vaccinated now, and you can't go to you know restaurant, you can't do a whole bunch of things. You're now part of this group of people who are going to have to interact with the world in a vastly different way. And you have like a, so you, and, and it's kind of based on this kind of philosophical background almost then where you kind of like, well, this is how I see this issue. This is how I see the world. And it has these real impacts too, where it's like, well, because of this, I have to interact with the world in these different ways. And these other people are like me and we all have to interact with the world in different ways. And I think because we don't have this bigger overarching meaning, in our society that that's what people start holding on to these types of things because now let's say you're what if you don't get vaccinated and you're like yeah you know and you, you do feel like that and then after a while you, you might be like maybe i should get vaccinated but then it's like oh but this isn't just a, a a health decision now now it's like about your identity and who you are and the friendships you've made and what you've said before you have to change that suddenly so it's and you're not allowed to change like that even though well, you would that's, lose the thing yeah. is you you're then at risk of losing that sense of community kind. Well, know? that's that's like the thing. I think a lot of the people who are in those groups, like you hear a lot about how like it's not just it's not just one person within a town that's not being vaccinated. It's entire towns and cities that have low vaccination rates because now it's now it's your town against the the, the country basically, right? Yeah. It's it's your town against the world in some sense, like um, and you know our our friend he his family like as far as i know the majority of his family have those same views and if he like you know it's it's like being a christian and saying you don't believe in god (laughs) (laughs) seriously though it's getting to that point because the the thing about the vaccination is it's not really just about the vaccine. it's so much more than that yeah which is why i find it's fucked up it's because like there's so many ideologies behind it i don't know if that's where you're going with it but that's where my brain went with it well you you know you also have like a, a predetermined view of the world right and then something like this comes along and you can you know there's always some some predetermined view of the world that informs your decision like i i mean i very much have this view of the world that people are way too soft and their humanity is or at least western culture as a whole are kind of letting themselves go and there's a lot of like sick people who are way too young to be as sick as they are because they're just not taking care of their bodies because as we've been saying all night it's way too easy to just and just like (laughs) take on the shape of your container um uh and i I have i have this view and um when i talk to our friend he's very much shares that same view of like you know it's much easier to stigmatize someone who isn't vaccinated than it is to stigmatize someone who's 450 pounds, someone who smokes a pack a day, someone who, you know. It's in very encouraged to stigmatize people who aren't vaccinated, which I don't think is necessarily the right path. Because on the one hand, for health purposes and, you know, related economic, yeah. you want people to be vaccinated. But on the other hand, like villainizing people and, and, and like putting this kind of. Other group. You're, yeah, you're putting this identity on them in a sense so that people are kind of going to embrace that in a way because it's like, oh, you know, and because it is kind of them against the world and it feels like, you know, it's so I, I mean, I don't know exactly what the best answer is, but I don't. And they're not allowed to change their mind anymore because you made it. Because the second you change them. your mind, everyone's like, told you so. Yeah, like, it's yeah. kind of like it makes you feel innocent well, bringing this to the men's day thing it's almost like emasculating it's kind of like oh you did it because you were forced to you did it because you were told yeah. to do it 
by that's that's a big you know, one yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a huge by the thing government. Then. Yeah, yeah rather than you can't it being, just tell me what i'm going to do with my body yeah but if it was recommended and this is hey this is what we recommend it's free for everyone Go ahead. It's like, yeah, we can't force you to get this thing, but we can also prevent you from going to gyms and restaurants and we can take your jobs away. That's one that I'm a little <laughs> iffy about is taking people's jobs away because they're not vaccinated. Yeah. Right? Like, if, you're, if your goal is to reach, like, 90% vaccination rates and we're at, like, 86 and you're like, nah, just start taking jobs away, get that next 4%, what is that really going to do to our numbers? <laughs> like That also, like, that creates fear in people, right? Because why are you It creates anger. Yeah. And it creates further division. social division, right? You know, it, it get another thing. I've said this so many times. At the beginning of COVID, there was a beautiful, like, one to two week period where everyone was on the same page about COVID. This is terrifying. This sucks. We don't know what's happening. And then it just bubbled up. Yeah. And then people were like, COVID's a hoax. And then, you know, and then... Like there's, there's, there's a huge range of people. There were people who were like hiding in the corner of their bedroom with like three masks on and the door closed and the blinds closed. Like, and then there's people on the other side who were like fucking going to raves without clothes on and grinding against <laughs> a bunch of people and spitting into each other's mouths. <laughs> like, <Spitting> parties. <laughs> like yeah. it's just this huge range of people. But there's a beautiful moment where everyone on both yeah, sides the of the first spectrum two weeks. were like, we don't know anything. Yeah, well, this is something I learned, like, because in 2015, Nepal had a series of earthquakes, and then I became associated with this research project related to that in 2017. And part of that whole process of learning about disasters, um, not just earthquakes, but, you know, any kind of disaster, tsunamis and other things like that. What I learned was that, because there was a sense, like, with those earthquakes, for example, that, like, oh, everything is going to change now. And in a way, things do change, but actually the change is an intensification of what was already happening. And that's exactly what happened with COVID, basically. It's like less privacy, more political divisions, more reliance on technology, you know, more individual individualization, kind of more anxiety, et cetera. Like everything basically was intensified. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I guess that's a different point. But but I do think this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently. Like. <laughs> What you when you were saying about the va- the vaccine stuff and you're the the guy that the person that you impersonated to be an, an anti-vaxxer was like, oh, I'm not gonna get vaccinated. Like there's there's yeah. there's like imagine if instead of that it was like you did a Chinese accent. It's like, you know, like you I can't. You Chong? Even, like there's definitely. <laughs> Whoa, that, okay. There's there's this. It's it is interesting though that we do we, like the thing is. Man, oh, this is where this is good. This is Go good. for I, it. No, it's shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. It's just too much. It's too. It's too <laughs> International Men's Day. It's, it's shoot because shot. I went. Oh, I'm not gonna get vaccinated. We're going versus, in so many directions. Versus now. like Ching Chong. I already versus did. Versus like versus like. Oh, I don't want to get vaccinated, but there's also those people as well. There are those people as well. But like, what, but what I'm kind of getting. My like, body is pure. Oh, there's too many things in my head. <laughs> Do it, man. That's no, what, there's just it's just so I don't know. It's just so I just the, it's. There's a, no, it's just, it's, there's a, there's a perception. There's a, yeah, there's a, there's, I mean, there, it's basically, it's, and it's, I think it's kind of unseen, but it's sort of known. Like, you know, you can kind See? of, there's an idea that this is kind of like redneck, Southern male, middle-aged, older person that it's like, you use, if it's something kind of negative or like, you just kind of, you impersonate them, but like, yeah. but we're very aware and we're not, it's, we're not really aware of that sort of, it's not something, but if I, if you did that or I did, you know, and it was like. Chinese accent or an Indian accent or like a very woman yeah. kind of thing or like a flamboyantly gay kind of, you know, it's like that would just knob you. But you hear it everywhere. Like yeah. anything that's kind of, and it doesn't really matter who it is. And I just think that's, 
an interesting part of our culture kind of that we generally that's kind of who we go with as an equity but it doesn't i mean I, I think that i don't know i think there's probably a little high proportion of people that are men and middle-aged and older that are not vaccinated but i'm actually not sure i actually don't really know either there's a sense maybe it's total bias but i know that's not they're not even really the majority I mean, there's tons of people that aren't vaccinated for all kinds of reasons and I just, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting, something that I've been thinking about, because I, it's, every time I hear people do that, I just start, I'm starting to think about it now, and it's just funny, because it's like, I imagine if they it's, did, it's like, always, a oh, thing, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, angry old man, yeah, it's like some, just like some, oh, I'm, you know, I drink five beers a day, and it's always like that kind of voice, and we're, we're allowed like, to make fun of them, it's, it's, just, it's like, it's, you're allowed to make fun of those who are not you, or not liberal, that's what I feel like is happening right now. It's like you can make fun of everyone who is not liberal because they're wrong. Yeah. Which is a real shame. Yeah. It's true. And like. But this is but this is this is the edge of the sword that people don't like when it comes to community, though, because that's the thing. It's like it's like, oh, man, imagine. Oh, yeah, you're living in Europe, you know, in the 1600s and all you have this community, you know, and you all go to church together. But it's like. There's so many taboos. There's so much shit that you have to believe this certain thing. You have to be a certain yeah. way, and that and that's the form that's taking place in our society, where it's now it's like, oh, you kind of have. This is like, oh, yo, you guys want meaning and fundamental philosophy in your society? Well, here it is, and like we're, this thing is being shucked <laughs> on us, and it is now. It's like now we have these rituals where you have to say certain things, you have to act in certain ways, you can't say certain things. When you, you start a conversation, you, know, you have to, you know, this is the, yeah, land acknowledgments yeah. and things like that, and and I. I don't want to only be critical of them because they. I think well, I'm they just have, throwing that as in a. It's like it's a but ritual. It, but basically, it is. Yeah, it is. I'm a not. Kind I'm, of not I'm not. I'm not thing. being necessarily being critical. Um, but people are like. But the thing is, you can be critical of the fact that, first of all, people are kind of being told to do that, which is, sort of unusual. And so, like, you basically have to. Like, I can't imagine going to an event at UBC, for example, anymore, and someone not doing that or anything in the museum work I do. Same in the and government. It's, and so basically, it's not really something that's just kind of happening or get it's kind of like forced to do it or like you're fucking you're done and then the other thing is like people don't, aren't really it's, it's just it's a script and i was just reading this in the you know in the news like people are even you know it's something people are even indigenous people are like well why were people just saying the script and not really engaging with it but it's basically that's kind of in a way what a ritual is eventually it gets to a point where people aren't they don't know what the kind of reason is behind the ritual it's just you just sort of you sort of do it but you know it's way more than that, kind, though, of, kind of kind of um, wiping yourself like wiping yourself clean of any responsibility well you're also you also position yourself as a kind of savior like a kind of a good guy you're kind of saying say. like everybody who doesn't do this and who didn't do this in the past which is basically everybody nobody did land acknowledgments I remember like like six seven years ago you oh, didn't like, really hear them like, like five two, years even ago. two like it wasn't like even when I started ago, yeah. when I started working at for the government it was like I mean, it certainly never happened when I was doing my first co-op in 2018, like yeah. th- th- 2017, 2018, 2018. Yeah. 2018? Like three years ago. I thought it was 2017. But, but now it's so big now that people will say that like even in the same conversation, like like you'll have like a little conference panel thing and like somebody will, the person who introduces it will, will do a land acknowledgement. And then like the first person to speak or whatever, like do another land acknowledgement and someone else will do another one. You know, it's like, I don't. It's become such a 
such a yeah i haven't really i mean one of the reasons why i don't do it is because this the tri-cities area is so incredibly like politically complex in terms of uh indigenous rights and nations and um overlap and territorial overlap there's like 11 different claims to this land and it's just like i'm not going to sit here and try and pronounce you know i can pronounce maybe four of them comfortably um, I also think it's a cough out, right? Like, what's the point of doing that? You're just saying, yeah, we took it, motherfuckers. I'm <laughs> saying we took it. Jack was telling me at the the prison that he works at, because he's a um, a corrections officer. Um, uh, they technically own the land. They actually bought the land from the nation. Right. So sometimes they'll start their meetings as uh, ceded land of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think is awesome. <laughs> Well, it's still. I mean, it, well, the, you bar- I mean, that's it. Well, that's what the the truth is. If it was, yeah. he, I mean, but you're still mentioning that before yeah. that. I mean, it's it's basic. But the, okay, the, the main thing is that it's a very complex topic that should be. You know, we should be aware of the history, but also we should actually be aware of it, not yeah. just like pretend. I, like I wonder. I wonder how much of it is. How much of it is like? I mean. The, the 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 general evolution of like human focus and human discourse i feel like is like the 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 length in which people can have discussions is just getting shorter and shorter yeah. i wonder how much of that is because of twitter and just like you need to reduce this incredibly complex discussion to down to 240 words but that's happening or characters. letters characters i yeah. mean that's happening in um I wish academia and stuff. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's happening everywhere. I think Twitter is part of it, but it's yeah, part of our attention spans and the technology in general. But yeah, it's, I think the academic side is what's so disappointing to me. It's like you read old texts and like people are always, they always like complain like, oh, this is, you know, it's so hard to read, blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, it's like got all these clauses. It's super, but it's like a complex argument laid out trying to cover all the bases, you know, now like you read the, and they're just like, it's just like boot, 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 little sentences and then just kind of like some, all these kind of sources. So you'd have to like go and read all this shit. And like half the time when you look, it's like, it doesn't really say what they're saying it says. It's like, yeah. it's not, it's not really the same kind of coherent argument. And it's, it's, it's so different. And it's, yeah, all this idea of like keeping things like short and oh, like get to the point, get to the point, get to the point. Like, well, you can't, it's not, that life doesn't work like that. You can't just get to the point. Like you have to actually it gets more important to do it thoroughly and correct than like, oh, get to the point. We don't have time. You know, it's like all these like five minute like conversations and, and conferences where it's just so, it's so fucked up. Like what, that's, that's like, you're going to sum up all this work you've done in like five fucking minutes just because nobody has any time. Well, if nobody has any time, why the fuck are we even doing this then? Like, what are we even doing here? It's yeah. like, I don't have time to listen to this thing you've dedicated all your time to like we have five fucking minutes you gotta sum it up like it's like we're not gonna make any progress you get the little thing that's the timer come on wrap it up yeah it's like if people are so busy like what the fuck are we what kind of society are we building was like people are too busy to spend any time doing seriously though it pisses me off because that that's the place where people need it like that's where (laughs) we should be learning and sharing knowledge like and it's i'm not laughing at you james no i totally i totally agree i think i think it's it's dangerous. It, well, I I don't like Laughing using anger. I, I don't like using that word, <laughs> dangerous. But I use it a lot. I'll explain because that. I think I use using the word dangerous is too close to slippery slope. And I think the, you know there's the slippery slope fallacy. But in some ways, you can see how like things 
could go downhill and I, I don't know what the explanation for the slippery slope fallacy is because I fall into that camp of like seeing someone saying that the slippery slope is a fallacy and then you just start carrying that along with you instead of looking into I, I did look into it once but it was a long time ago and I can't remember I can't be bothered to go well, back you mean you don't like using slippery slope well, I don't, it's I, more complex than what people think it is in general yeah like te- like the, there is a type of fallacy known as a slippery slope fallacy um, right um, in the same way that there's like uh, I can't think of any other fallacies off the top of my head right now but and anyway no, no um, so I don't really like to use course on it, I don't remember I don't really like to use the word dangerous because it's kind of the same thing but like the fact that you can't just you just can't have those discussions right like like you, you just you can't have you can't have discussions really about anything that if if you know if it takes more than a couple minutes to explain your position, then you're wrong, right? Like, no, it's like, okay, no, look, 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 I, like, I, I understand why, like, these land acknowledgements started, and I get it, but let's, you know, let's talk about, like, why we're doing it and what the point of them is and if there's, like, actual value in what we're doing and how we're actually helping anybody and, like, do people actually feel like, you know, are the people that we're trying to help by saying this, do they feel helped? Do they feel acknowledged? Or do they just feel like it's kind of an empty, you know? But if you start going, seems to me. You, you start going down that road and people are like, what, you don't want to do it? It's like, well, I mean, like, I'd rather go down to my local friendship center and sit down with an elder and have them talk to me for like a little while, right? How many people have done that? But how, I mean, how many other cases, like let's say you, let's say you were like, I'm not sure about doing a land acknowledgement, you know, people were kind of like very hesitant, oh, well, why not? It's like, well, what other cases in our society do you have where it's like you have to kind of say this thing in this exact way? Like, what else is there really that we, you know, it's not like you have to say, I don't, I honestly can't really think of it. Like, what else do you like have to say or else you face a big social taboo? Yeah, it's, it's, it's everything else is... They the he them thing a little bit, not as much, but yeah, yeah that is, but it will that get is, there. That is, yeah, yeah, pronouns. Yeah. yeah, which I'm like, just look at me and say whatever the fuck you want. If you think I'm a chick, say it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of. <laughs> and then I'll correct you if you're wrong. Yeah, maybe I am. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. One of the things. Um, <laughs> I'm mad. In my uh, in my uh, many hours of um, equity, inclusion, and diversity training. Um, you know, we'd, we'd get, we'd get like, we'd get like, it's like, here's a circle of questions to consider that, you know, you helps you determine how much privilege you have. And it's like, one of them is like, has anybody ever misgendered you? I'm like, yeah, all the time. I was fucking nine years old with hair down to my ass. People thought I was a girl all the time. Like I grew up in middle school. Like my people, my nickname was it. Like, I don't have to, I can see in the microwave. Oh yeah. Damn. <laughs> My squared up shoulders aren't enough for you, <laughs> manny, manly. Um, you know, I, you know, I just the, you know, did people ever like, like, um, what's the word? Like, did did people ever treat you differently because of this color of your skin, color of your hair? Yeah, I, I, I grew up in Hong Kong. I spent five years in Hong Kong. People would come up and ask if they could get pictures. People of them do that to head. me all the time here because i'm white though you know it's like oh well because you're white you know there's yeah. comments and there's oh this is you know yeah well, but you're you, not allowed you to say that you can't understand this and this or that community or person because you're white or you're or but you actually issue, were but... probably there yeah well there's it's just it's so complicated that it's trying to put people into these extremely simple categories is it just doesn't 
it's it's I feel like these things are more useful at a kind of academic level you know like it makes sense if you're like analyzing things and you're like okay what are these different population groups doing but when we try to bring that down to like our bilateral relationships it's just weird like it's something you can use as an analytic lens and be like okay let's see who you know makes more makes less, blah 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 and, and you know it, obviously there's racism and so those things happen between different groups but it's just weird that we're being put into one of like a tiny handful of boxes and like that's <laughs> that determines but at the same who point. you are what you can say what you must believe what you couldn't possibly understand like a whole bunch of different things it's like it's determined on that and there's but at the same at the, at the same time we're also in a world where there's like hundreds of different tiny boxes that people will like start to siphon themselves into and the mm -hmm. boxes just keep getting smaller like well i'm part of this but i'm down here and then i'm going to also have this own little niche right here everyone wants to feel fucking special snowflakes yeah but they don't want to do anything to be special they and i'm not i'm not saying snowflakes like oh you're a snowflake i'm saying like a unique every snowflake yeah. is unique right yeah but yeah, like that's... they're not doing anything to do that right but everything i don't know the, i think the main thing i see is just like pretty much anything i believe i also kind of believe the opposite yeah, at the same same. Time. it's yeah. a big it's like a it's weird like i constantly just see all these paradoxes on the one hand like yeah there's this idea that we should that we should be that we're all you know special snowflakes and we can all choose our own genders and whatever and honestly like i see that in a lot of ways that's true because i think that we do are our own people and we can um, we should have responsibility and direction kind of in the way over our fate and our identity and ultimately the individual is the smallest minority is kind of my idea but then on the other hand there's this idea that you have to be white or you have to be um, like Japanese Canadian or you have to be part of this LGBT community you know and you're kind of but it's like well do I get a like does that do people get says and like do they have a stand are they able to have a stance within that space so there's kind of like also in society we have these paradoxes where on the one hand we're i don't know it's i just see these kind of different types of paradoxes i feel like all over the place and but there's the thing is there's not really like public like there's not really like debate like there's not there's not like a open discussion. honest discussion about these yeah. things like going back to the vaccine thing it's like why are we not having any discussions about the massive changes we're taking in society because then we can actually Try to collectively determine our, our kind of direction just as a space that's oh, instead of just kind of being like this is you know a few people kind of being like this is what we're gonna do if you don't want to do this just fucking get lost kind of thing it's like it doesn't feel like it's a very productive when was the space. last time a group of people weren't allowed in restaurants because of a decision they made yeah i mean the other the other black thing is people like, i got you but they weren't that wasn't necessarily a decision they made but oh like, they didn't yeah. make yeah yeah but I mean, they could have chose to be born white. You could, you could, you could, you could, you could probably, you could probably draw parallels in some way, but maybe not necessarily because you weren't. I mean, that's what people say to discredit, like to discredit people who are hesitant, you know, who are like complaining about people who don't get the vaccine not having access to places. Is that oh well, it's a choice if you want to do that, just get vaccinated. It's easy, it's free, etc. But then, and, and I, I see, I, and I also see the see, argument. But then we start not want to get one. Then we start talking about. Then we start talking about you know communities and what it means to be part of communities and like. Then you start having the conversation about like, about like free will and like how much what does free will actually mean and like, do we actually have free will? Like every decision we make is a summation of every 
part of our life previous. Okay, hold on. This is totally off topic, but can we save this as the middle of the recording or something? Just because if it crashes... <laughs> okay, I'll have to pause it to do that, but I can do that. Okay. I'm, or, you know what? I'm really enjoying this conversation, but we should wrap up. Okay. Yeah. That works for me. I'm going to... I just want it to be saved because we already lost one. <laughs> Uh, I think, and it I was think, so much better than the yeah. one that got published. Thanks for yeah. tuning in to the Liam Podcast. Mm. Yeah, so on those incredibly happy notes, um, as usual, we, people need to talk. People need to have discussion. People need to recognize that we live in an incredibly complex world. With And sometimes you need to suck some dick. I mean, maybe you do, but... I'm okay, but some people do. Some some people just... Some, some people need to give dick. Some people need to get dick. Yeah. It's, that's how the world works. Some people don't care about dicks at all. Some people, oh, damn, yeah. that's true too. Yeah. Some people just need vagina. Yeah. Some people need nothing. Some people are happy living some in the bush their entire life. Some people are happy with walls. <laughs> some people are happy with walls. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been part dos, du, dos of the International Men's Day. It's now no longer International Men's Day. At all. Uh, not even close, actually. Um, it's incredibly late, but it was when we started. (laughs) (laughs) Um, thanks for listening. Um, be open-minded, consider the lens that you see the world through. Uh, and like with my last one, my, my new outro, uh, you're living in a memory, make it a good one. Take care, everybody. Okay, 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 okay,